and Fez. The Ron and Fez Show. The guy's doing horrible things to your sister. Coming up on the next Ron and Fez Show, peanut allergy kids plus a jar of Jif equals fun. Then it's our prosthetic scavenger hunt for amputees. The Ron and Fez Show. Breaking into your house as we speak. That opening line, guys doing horrible things to your sister, makes us sound like rapists. Sirius 197, XM202, the virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. <laughs> Get her. That was your whole plan. Get her. We're scientific. I, I just got overexcited. But, but wasn't it incredible, Pete? I mean, we actually touched the etheric plane. You know what this could mean to the university? Yeah, it's going to be bigger than a microchip. Ray, I'm very excited. I wouldn't say the experience was completely wasted. According to these new readings, I think we have an excellent chance of actually catching a ghost and holding it indefinitely. Well, well, this is great. If the ionization rate is constant for all ectoplasmic entities, we could really bust some heads. In a spiritual sense. Spangs, are you serious about this catching a ghost? I'm always serious.
let's get down to it, Bopper. Buddies, it's the Run of Fez show. Two names, one show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, and we'll be looking for your... This morning, which of course means... Number one! Uh, that is one of the things about this radio show. It's the only uh, radio show that works in two languages. One American, the other Asian. And sometimes if you'll hear us talk Asian, there'll be an interpreter right after. Number one. See, that means number one. Or, like, for our Asian listeners, if you hear us say... Number one. Then... And that, they have a lot of interpreters. There's a lot of people out there. Uh, The David Letterman Show, uh, which is simply called Dave, uh, was on last night. So I'm like, oh, I'd like to watch Mr. Steve Martin. No? There's a fucking um, minor on there with his interpreter, and he got three segments. Three fucking segments for being stuck in a hole, and I guess they pushed the Steve Martin back to tonight. Well, it's Friday, my friend. I can't be watching on Friday because the Eagle got a fly on Friday. That's the way I play it. I'm waiting right now for when the man comes by with our checks. It's always nice. They come walking out on the floor, hand out the checks. It's an exciting time. They have a a model here. Don't give it to them before lunch or else we won't see them again. I'll get the fuck out of here. That's right. It's straight to bar in and high in that quickly. Uh, it's a fucking check cashing place. And why is that? Because that's the way we do it, Dave style. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Bill in Boston, and I hope this is Bill Buckner. Uh, unfortunately, it's not. I'm not as great a man. Okay. Uh, Pepper, I love the opening song, but Ron, I just want to know what is it about black people partying that just sounds so exciting? Well, Marvin Gaye, of course, uh, bring. No one ever knows the fucking lyrics that. But you are right about black people partying, and there's just the most exciting, fun thing. Like when you watch the movie New Jack City, you just say to yourself, they party so much more than we do. Neil's having a great time. Mm. Who wants to buy a turkey? Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Rocco, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello? Yes, Rocco. Hey, I got an Ichiban for you, Ronnie. All right, hold on. That's for the Asians and for the Americans? Number one. All right, so everybody's covered. Thank you. Uh, the Situation just released his new book, further tarnishing the name of New Jersey and all Italians across the world. Well, um, The Situation, or Sitch, as he calls himself, uh, is this for our listeners, Fez? Yeah, 
Is this one for our listeners? Yes, yep, he left a book for us. Now, when the situation wrote his book, he want, this is what's called a one-dumper. So if you've literally got to drop mud, you can finish the Sitch's book. It's not a big one, but um, I'll just read the back to you. Listen, dog, you're probably hitting the gym, doing your tanning, picking up fresh laundry every day. Is he reading my mind? And maybe... <laughs> <laughs> That's... And maybe you've had some success beating up the beat and creeping on chicks in the clubs. But do you really think your situation is where it needs to be? And then he writes, and this freaks me out, Chris Stanley. Holy shit. Be honest with yourself, bro. This book will take your game to the level thought unattainable, given your physical limitations... Because we all can't look like Rambo pretty much with our shirts off. We start with the GTL, the bedrock of life itself, and then we hit the GTL remix. The rules for getting your personal grooming did. From there, it's my guide to the Jersey Shore, battle plans for the club, a primer on grenades and wingmen, and tips for riding, uh, ridding yourself of all levels of clinger. What about bedbugs? Then I look at the big picture. How to cook the perfect lasagna. How to find a life partner. How to deal with being one of the most famous people on the planet. Which is guaranteed if you follow my advice. This is the Bible for the Situation Nation. Read it. Live it. And crush it. Well, I don't know what Chris Stanley's going to be doing tonight. Looks like I found a new Bible. Mm-hmm. Right away, I want you to get on something that's important called the pre uh, the pre creep hookup. Okay. I want you to do that, and then also, I want you to cut this out. This is the official wingman badge. Oh shit! All right. Yeah, you can cut that out. Where it is, wingman. I'll put on some poster board. Make it look nice. Um, it is really, it's interesting here, and he's uh he's pulling it all together. I know what he made some of this stuff. Grenades are everywhere. It's true. I know. You could always hit a grenade. Landmines. Uh, landmines, grenades, any kind of sticky situations. But remember, your wingman is your bro above all other bros. Beautiful. Um, let's go over here to Bruce in Philly. You're on Fez. Hey, good morning, Ron and Fez. Uh, I have an Ichiban for What's you that? today. 24-year-old Christopher Sargent was caught lighting nine houses on fire in Marcus Hook, Pennsylvania. And, Ronnie, I'm just kind of curious as to why they caught him. Well, um, first of all, Marcus Hook has the finest police force <laughs> in the world. Second of all, and can I just say this on defense? You could let light any house on and Marcus Hook, and another nine are going to catch fire. <laughs> it just kept going right down the block, Ronnie. Yeah. I don't understand. There's only the one roof, so there's not a lot we can do about it. So if Fez, if we lived on the same block, if Fez caught his house on fire, I could probably bust him for catching my house on fire. Um, Marcus Hook is probably the finest place known to men. It was the place of my elementary school. And uh, there were more than one occasion where we were not allowed out for recess due to stink. Just the factory stink would be so strong, they'd say, we have to keep your children in today. 
And then we would get to play Bombardment in the gym. Nice. Bombardment was our name for dodgeball. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, let's go over here to uh, Kevin, Mississippi. You're on my face. Morning, Ronnie. Uh, I have an itchy bond for you. Okay, let me hit this. <laughs> number one. There you go. I miss the interpreter also. Uh, number three, Auburn University and Heisman hopeful Cam Newton are under investigation right now for, uh, they supposedly give Cam like 200000 to come play for Auburn. And uh, also his dad is a Pentecostal preacher. And uh, right before he came to Auburn, his dad supposedly got like 40000 as a donation for his church. Well, um, doesn't don't isn't is it wrong so much wrong to give forty thousand dollars to a church just because the kid happens to play ball there? Two hundred thousand for a Heisman candidate is a pretty good deal, I think. I think it's an unbelievable deal too. I think they made out well. The Bible for the Situation Nation. Read it, live it, crush it. GTL. Mm. And remixing it or something. Since it's Friday, you going to creep in tonight? Yeah, I got to get my pre-creep pre creep ritual on, too, though. Oh, yeah. That's true. Got to creep uh, it up. Are you ready to close the deal? Always. Are you a trooper ready to play the wingman, if, if need be? If need be, sure. All right. Even if you find yourself in an unfamiliar platoon? Obviously, yeah, of course. If someone yeah. needs a wingman, I'm there. All right, that's good. That is good. Are you ready to beating up the beat? Of course. Do you do the overhead, the flatliner, the downward uh, pump? Uh, yeah. Now, when you uh, grab your beard, do you keep it in the hiney stance, the gooseneck choke, or grab the bull by the horns? Uh, bull horns. Hmm. Here's our good friend, Death Metal Mo. Hello, Mo. Gentlemen, great to hear you. As always, loving the Christmas time yeah. today. Nine one seven, I'm checking in. Um, beauty, beauty, it's good. Hoo-ah! Thank what's, you, buddy. What's up, Mo? Um, oh, oh, sorry, let me just put down my homemade pickled eggs here. Um, oh, oh, didn't like that one. Uh, just real quick, I after yesterday, the man, the myth, the legend, the trendsetter, Fez Marie Watley has set it off, and crotch luggage is going fucking crazy all over the internet, all over the world. Would you say it's gone viral? Uh, definitely. All right. Uh, crotch luggage is uh, Fez's new name that he dropped on an unsuspecting public yesterday. Um, there is Hip, and then there's Fez Watley. Fucking A. Um, Mo, make sure that it gets some credit. You get, like, when anyone posts it, Get one of those little copyright C's next to it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get the Watley Posse on it. I mean, you know, American Tourister wants a piece. I hear Lil Wayne is doing a remix, this and that. But all right. Nice. All of them. True. All right. Take care. Uh, Fez Watley, scale 1 to 10, how are you feeling today? Um, probably right down there about a 1 or a 2. All right. Uh... Crotch luggage, though. Um, but here's a good That's point here. That's giving me the 1. Uh, Mike. Mike in Michigan. You're on Ronnie Fez. Ronnie. Yeah. When you were on Dr. Steve's show, Fez, he was just GTLing, baby. So you, you did GTL when I was spilling my guts out on the uh, Dr. Steve show. Uh, but then instead of feeling proud about it, 
like the sitch, you felt humiliated that you got caught. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't feel good about that at all. Why didn't you feel good about it? Well, it just seemed, uh, in hindsight, it seemed like a, a fairly rotten thing to do. Why is it rotten? What's rotten, Denmark? Uh, just that I, I should have I been listening to the whole thing and found myself headed to the laundry room. You don't, he had the GTL. With me, it's uh, gluttony television and laundry. So you kind of pulled it into that self-deprecating thing. Uh-huh. You know what you'd be good on? That fucking Letterman show. When they have the uh, comedian come out. Get a hold of Eddie Brill. Tom, I think I found one. I'm working right now as a spotter for Eddie Brill. Eddie Brill finds all the comics. I find the comics for the comic finder. I'm the man behind the man behind the motherfucking man. That's Letterman. You want to be the behind man behind the man behind the man? Sure. I'm not letting you behind me. Now after what was said yesterday at the end of the show. Yeah. When Fez says we'll talk about the first thing that comes up. Or this might hurt a little bit. You'll feel a little prick. And then he giggles. And then you're like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Anyway, where were we, Fez? You weren't feeling good about yourself? A stuck train? Uh, no, no stuck train. You just... want to hear a red song, Runaway Train? Would that help you at all? Or anything by train? Drops of Jupiter? No, I don't think that'll help. What's going on, Big Cat? I've never seen you this down before. What's um, bothering you? We mentioned yesterday about uh, threatening mail that came to my house. What was his name? Because I will fuck him up. A big guy? This threatening mail? No, this is uh, M-A-I-L. Oh. oh! Like an email, but in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that was... See, I do electronic mail. Mail served electronically. So that was Wednesday that the letter showed up. The show from the future. All right, you got bad mail? Yeah, and then uh, another one, just as bad, uh, here yesterday. Here I am fucking around when this is important to you. Basically, um, letting me know <laughs> that I'm going to be dead. So, Well, we're all going to be dead. So it's just, um, it's a little... Disheartening. It's a little depressing. Right. Knowing that somebody goes to these lengths to try to make me feel bad. Well, you try need... to make me upset. Try to well to threaten me. So you feel threatened? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I ended up spending the entire morning today in the security office here mm -hmm. at uh, Sirius XM. And um, it's just, you know, it's just bullshit. It's just. That someone would do this, and that I have to deal with it, and and it, ba you know, and it just—I'm just thinking—it basically comes from like all the internet crap. I think that's where it gets started. Fuzz, in the history of the world, people have gotten ugly letters that are in what I like to call the businesses show. Uh huh. So fuck them. So, I mean, that's why, you know, it's that kind of stuff. Why, why I didn't, you know, stick with ronfez.net. Mm -hmm. Just the awful things that get said or, you know, certain person who tweets the same bullshit every single day to two or two friends. Right. Day in and day out. And it, it just feeds this kind of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Where, I, you know, it, you know, if this person is a psycho who's mailing me stuff to my home, you know, it just feeds that. Well, you've, uh, you've turned it in, and you're going to be good. Yeah, I mean, I people bitch and complain, you know. I mean, this is a sick person here who's sending me this stuff. Right. You know, I've, I've got problems too, but at least I'm trying to get better. You are. I'm trying to, and this certainly doesn't help. And and you know what? If it just if it bothers you that bad that I get upset on the show, you know that you have to send stuff to my house, or you have to, like I said, tweet the same thing day in and day out. Then just you know what? If I'm ruining your day that badly, just go away. Don't listen anymore. If your life is so spectacular. <laughs> That this, that me, that the the four hours I'm on the air is ruining it, then well, just four, four hours would be an awful lot. Then just don't listen anymore. Just stop. Uh, word. You know what I mean when I say word, uh, Hicks. You know what that means? That's word. short for word up. That's where I'll go with that. So instead of taking the time to say word up the way Hicks does, mm-hmm. I just drop a word. I feel stupid now. I should have been saying that instead. Just jump ahead. Instead of feeling stupid, know that we've gone from word up to word. Word. All right. Mm. And sometimes instead of um, and, um, start saying, instead of dropping bombs, I'll just say dropping, you know? So today you're dropping, Fezzy. Uh-huh. You've had it. Yeah. You're done with it. Um, Mike, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, uh, Fezzy, I, I know this because I used to work for the post office. If you take those envelopes, the upper left-hand corner, there's a name and an address. That's the guy who sent it. You might want to check that guy out. Word. Word. Um, and there is a return address on there. Did you turn that over to, uh, security? Oh, yeah. Security has all of this. Look, here's the weird thing. And, of course, I'll say, you know, I, I will never say SiriusXM does everything right. How could they? Rob Cross has a job. But when it comes to their security forces, these guys are all ex-New York detectives. Some of them are former Israeli intelligence. Um, every one of them has killed so I would not worry about that. I mean, the, 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 I've never seen anyone in this building. Engineering doesn't take their job seriously. Security does. They'll shake down anyone. Yeah, they. I mean, today when I was in the, in the security office, it was basically like going down to the precinct, and they and they do they do take this stuff really really seriously. So you you, uh, you felt good there. Um, I mean, I just got a little nervous with you know all the questions. Mm-hmm. Being, you know, it just, it, it made it so, I mean, I realized what I'm going through and that made it, you know, even more real. Mm-hmm. So you feel like this is a legitimate threat against you, not just a nut sending letters. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't, uh, I'm looking over my shoulder to see who's too close to me. Here? No, I like on the, on the sidewalk or in the subway. Well, that's difficult 
in New York City to see who's close to you because everyone is. Right. So um, everyone's got my head on a swivel. Why don't you do this? What I do when people get too close, I just put my hands out and I go, word. Up? No. Why would I waste time like that? Word says it all. Uh, uh, your name is Paul. This is between y'all. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Hey, you know, like everybody, you know, I've had my laughs at Fezzi's little issues or whatever, whenever y'all play them out on the radio. But at some point, you know, it's just sad. It's like a bully mentality where you see people continuing to bully Fez. And I mean, I'm, I'm really past the point of laughing. I'm kind of pissed, Fezzi. I'm, I'm, I'm on your side. I hope everything gets better for you. I can tell it's not a gag that you get this upset. And, well, you know, yeah, I'm, he is upset. And it's very weird, too, Fez, because you've been paying close attention to the bully talk that's been going on out right. there. And now you feel bullied? Oh, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, these things telling me uh, my life is over, uh, I'm going to be dead. That's bullying. Well, again, I, I think uh, you've turned it over to security. They'll run it down for you. They'll look into it. They're going to look into the return address, which probably I'm sure isn't right, but right. that person might know something. Yeah, yeah. They um, they have to see exactly how they can proceed. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got a couple of different avenues that they're talking about going down. So I, mean, I would take, if I was them, I'd take 9th Avenue. Don't go down to 10th. Too slow. Traffic's insane. It's the tunnel. Word up. Would you stop with the up? We seriously. That's not, that's not what we're doing. Look around. You see any fucking calendars that still have 2009 written on it? It's 2011, my friend. Okay. It's 2010. Not where I'm living. I'm two months ahead of everything. Jesus. Um. Sean, you're on my Fez. Hey, Fezzy, I completely support you on this. This person's sick. I mean, really, you're only on the air for three to four minutes a day. Run that person down, Sean Albany. Um, here is uh, Eddie Irman Fez. Hey, Fezzy, man, why are you buying into this bullshit, man? Every one of these listeners out here, they know how sensitive you are. And a lot of these people just talking shit just to, just to hear you get riled up and upset over the, on the air. Turn that shit into security. Let them do what they do. And then get on the air and laugh in this fucker's face. Because you know they're going to take care of it for you. Don't let them get to you, man. Fuck them. Thanks, man. That's what I'm, I'm hoping it gets taken care of. I didn't, I mean, I didn't get, I mean, I got the whole thing of we're looking into it and stuff. I didn't get anything specific yet, so it still got me nervous. Well, I just got handed a note, Fuzzy. They caught him. And it was your therapist trying to get a little extra OT money. Get you to show up there more. Did you tell your therapist about this? Um, I, yeah, I, I, I called and let him know. You know what I have, Fez? It's one of the things that always makes me feel better is ch uh, Chinese throwing stars. I don't have any of those. I'll give you one. You ready to catch? Why don't you just hand it to me and then I can work on if it. If I hand it to you, I'll cut your fingers off. I'm seventh level right now, Chinese throwing stars. Know how many levels there are, Fez? No. Six. Holy shit. Fuck yeah.
Um, here's little Lisa. You're on my Fez. Hey, Fez. Uh-huh. I just want to tell you that I feel so bad for you. I'm sad for you. It breaks my heart that people are this mean to you. But I want you to remember that for every fucking asshole out there who doesn't like you or sends you shit mail, there's 200 people that love you and want you to get better. Thank you. Does that make you feel better, Fess? Yeah. Lisa, you feel bad for me, too? Yeah, I always feel bad for you. Because somebody left me a really mean voicemail. I'm going to try to figure this out. Fuck Ron Bennington. I'm going to find out who that is. Fuck Ron Bennington. Fuck Ron Bennington. Huh. Give that security. Now I know what it feels like to be bullied. You know, I, I do know what it feels like uh, to be bullied, Fez, because um, there was this little girl on my street. Um, she was in a wheelchair, and she had several palsy and, and was uh, blind. And I used to bully her, and her parents called the cops on me. And here are these men showing up at my house, and I didn't even know what to do. I mean, when you have to deal with shit like that, you know what I mean? That makes me feel like I know what Fez is going through, you know, because, oh, I don't have a badge. That makes you somehow stronger. Or, you know, and they'll never forget the, their taunts. Give her the money back. Stop pushing her wheelchair over. And there I am, Fezzy. I'm scared. I'm just a kid. I'm 27 years old. Uh -huh. and I'm just trying to fucking, you know, deal with it. And it's, it's, it's tough. Um, here's Tom, Shalin, running Fez. Yeah, yeah, listen, Fezzy, that is a crime, okay? Whoever sent that letter is going to be arrested if you prosecute. You notify the postal police, and you notify your regular, whatever precinct you live in, Sam, what the hell are they going to do? You know, you send that, you make, the, you make out a criminal report, and this person is going to get locked up, okay? And send a message out to any other clown that wants to do that to you, Fezzy. You're all pal. You're all buddy. Nobody's uh, going to hurt our Fezzi. Thank you. That's a good idea. I think I will do um, the regular police as well. Hmm. Well, to me, Fez, that just sounds like you're fighting fire with fire. Where I like to fight fire with water. Or throwing stars. Chinese throwing stars. I don't want them to be confused with any other throwing star. Uh, Craig, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fez, every time you feel like crying, take a look at that paycheck you just got that you stole again for the fucking third fucking week in a row here. You just keep stealing money, make the fucking show about you again. Keep him on the air. Going, you keep him on the air. I'm tracing his call. Keep them on the air. That's it. Keep them on the air. If you're so upset, don't listen anymore. Keep them. Yeah, Just go away. Ask him about himself. Almost. That's, that's all you have to do. Just go away. We got him, Fez. Trace worked. He's calling from line six. All right. Got that fucker. We got you, buddy. We know exactly where you are. Line six. Uh, Chuck in Kansas, Sherman Fez. Hey, man. 
Ronnie, I just wanted to tell you that I know how it feels to be bullied, too, because these cops pulled me over one time, and I had a bunch of crank in the car, and they pushed me around and took me to jail. I know. Here's the thing. Cops can do meth anytime they want. No one can fucking stop them. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Terry, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, man. Fez, that's a hate crime. You need to call the FBI. Just give them a call. Let them deal with it. That's what I, that's what I told the security people today, too. What's that? That it's a hate crime. From some of the language used in the letters. Now... In my opinion, isn't every crime a hate crime? I mean, it's not like you're, there's ever been a like crime. And I don't want to hear from rapists. What about rape? It's still, if the person doesn't want it, it doesn't. Just because you like them doesn't mean that they like you. Let's get that out there. And that's never funny. Um, Buzz, what about you put a little uh, call into the post office general? What if you have the mail stop for a couple of days? Then I may just have a stack of them waiting for me. Nick in Ohio, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, how you doing today, guys? Uh, Fezzy, I think you ought to stick to just reporting this to the serious police, because when they find out that you're faking this whole thing for attention, they're going to prosecute you. Well, obviously, he didn't fake it. He's got the real letters, and they were sent to your house. Yeah, to my, yeah, to my home address. Where your wife sleeps. Where your children come to play with their toys. I got backed up on this. Rapists do not like the person they're raping. Okay. Every time? Every time. I mix things up occasionally. I'm not, uh, I'm not the smartest cookie. Not that any cookies are smart. Um, here is uh, Chris, Sherman Fez. Hey, Fez, I, I just want to say you're the reason I started listening to the Ron and Fez. I originally started with Opie and Anthony, and you guys have pulled me over. Um, you know the problem with Opie and Anthony? They don't have their own Fez. That's right. There's Fez, only one show with a Fez. They could have had a Fez. Exactly. But I also want to say this. If he's sending you multiple letters... This is considered stalking also, and you could get them for harassment and stalking and for verbal abuse like that. All right, let me check very quick. Fez, let me go over a checklist here. Did you send multiple letters? Yes. Did you send multiple vitamins? No. Too bad. Um, Mike, Rhode Island, you're on a Fez. Hey, guys, what's up? Yeah. Hey, Fezzy, I'm sorry you're going through all this, uh, but... Uh, your advice is if we don't like it to go away and not listen to the show anymore. Right. I can listen to the show forever, and I don't want to go away. I want this. You know, I mean, it's like I want the show to be the show. I don't want the show to be about you and your problems all the fucking time. I mean, you don't get to talking, decide that. You don't get to decide it. So then, just go away. But Fe, but Fez, I don't want to go away. I pay to listen to the show. I I like the show. There's I, plenty I other the channels on the platform to listen to. But that's selfish, Fez. You're you're entertainer. You're supposed to be entertaining people. People listen to the show, and you're not. It doesn't make sense. People. I watch TV shows. They they make turns that I don't always like. I'm out of control there. Uh, I'll watch it on cable. I I would like fucking uh, Boardwalk Empire to be different. It ain't gonna be. 
It's fucking insane to sit there and bash your head against the radio. You would have to be a fucking moron to follow along something that you don't like. You'd be stupid. Stupid. This is Fez. This is where he is right now. One of the things that never comes up is how high he can kick, which would surprise a lot of people. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Sean, Pittsburgh. You're on my Fez. Hey, Ron, it's Beer Buck 380, my friend. I just want to have a word with this bully for a minute. Sir, there's no reason to threaten Fez. Fez is the biggest threat to himself. Give him enough time, and he will take himself out. He will take care of business. What are you eating over there, Fizz? Just some aspirin. Feel like you need the the lower the blood level, uh-huh. thin the blood out. You feel like your blood's too thick today. Little, yeah, little on the chunky side. Want some vodka? That'll thin it. Is that a good thing for you? Thinner the better, I think. Here's the weird thing: Who drinks? What country drinks the most vodka? Russia. Never. One case of a heart attack in that country. Those people live to be 30 years old and their hearts are fine. Well, late 20s. Most of them don't make it to 30. Some of the women have made it to 30. No, no man yet. And, and their hearts are fine. Strong as the 30-year-olds. Um, Brian, Strong, Strong Island, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Fez, could these be letters from the Riddler? No, um, I doubt it. There's a return address on there. Uh, Nick Canada, you're a manifest. Yeah, I got an Ichiban for you. All right, let me hit this. Today marks the 55-year anniversary of the invention of the flux capacitor by Dr. Emmett Brown. Uh, can I ask a question? What is this? over-the-top love that people have for this movie. Have you noticed this? I know that the Blu-ray is coming out. Yeah, that's big. I didn't expect it to be this huge. People are taking full-size ads out. It's crazy in papers. We've all seen the film, and it's a cute little film. But why does everybody act like... There's certain things that people will act like are better than they are. Uh, This movie, the song Sweet Caroline... And Bon Jovi's living on a prayer. I know there's supposed to be a sense of irony about these things. I don't think there's irony in Back to the Future. I think it's general love. Like, it's just general love? Yeah. Be like, uh, you know, fucking Bon Jovi's irony. Come on, the crap. I don't People know. love it. I don't know. I mean, this is just a, a nice little uh, movie, and yet people can't seem to drop it. You know? And like, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. It's a nice little movie. I think it all started with Anthony Comia. Um, Ant has been on a big. Huge. I give him all the credit in the world. He was on this years before. Yeah, exactly. People caught up to it. I didn't even give that a thought. But yeah, what was it, like three, four years ago? Yeah. These guys are watching it on the air. All right, now we know where the viral is. Now we know where Patient Zero is. See if Patient Zero has a Coke Zero. Okay. Tell him next time he's going to be sub-zero. Uh, you know, I can't do X. You know, that's my problem. I can't do fucking any impressions. I can't do any. Um, 
It's a good soundtrack, at least. Really? Huey Lewis? I guess that was the most successful time travel movie of all, or one of the most successful time travel movies of all time. People love that shit. And to this day, people are like, oh, I wish I had DeLorean. He looks badass. Uh, I was on the ride at Universal. And Shaq stayed on that ride for something like eight hours straight. <laughs> he said some kind of thing. Now, here's the funny thing. You get into a little DeLorean, you ride around all the Back to the Future, and, you know, it's, you know, there's screens in front of him. You're yeah. like, ah. But Shaq couldn't get his feet down. Oh. He had to lay across it and still loved it. Damn, that's been a hell of a fucking ride, Shaq. It wasn't all that good. Oh. It was a children's ride. It was the same as the AT one where you act like you're a bi on a bike and a moon's there. Well, Shaq's kind of crazy, I think, in general. Yeah, I guess he is. I guess he's a little nutty. Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. Bon Jovi fan since day one, boys. Ah, Mr. Eddie Trunk quote. Thanks. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's John. John, you're on Fez. Yeah, I got a positive spin for Fez. Some oh, good. people are jealous of success, and you're a famous radio host, and that's something to be pretty proud of. We love you, Fat Cat. Uh, here is Big Cat. I do like Fat Cat better, though, because it sounds like you got a lot of those Benjamins on you yeah, hell yeah, let at know. the time. Here's the other thing you got going for you, Fez. Who's throwing the big uh, party? Oh, now, that's me. I'm hosting it, yeah. Now, we don't have a date yet. Is that what I understand? No date as of yet. There's a couple dates running around, but we haven't chosen one yet, no. I hate to say this, but the other owners are very difficult to organize. Listen, very fucking difficult. Can I put my vote in for what date I want? Yeah. 21st of November. We, the, we should fucking pull the trigger. Because you're worried that if we don't, it won't happen. Basically, You yeah. have to get it out there soon. Let's get it done. Come on, let's party. Wait, is that your new impression? You don't Larry the Cable Guy? Let's get it done. I'm working on Larry the Disabled Guy. Help. Help. I don't know if it's going to catch on as big. I'd like to see it go viral. Word up. Just word. Word is plenty. You sure? That's all we need. Yeah, all you got to do in this world is say word. People know that you mean word up. They will definitely know you're talking about word up. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Joe, Utah, you're on Run Fez. Hello, Ron. Yeah. Hey, can you follow Crotch, crotch Luggage on Twitter? Um, I, got a, I got a reason for um, the popularity of Back to the Future. I got to hang up on you. There's something about it that's far too annoying. Uh, Aaron, you're on the Manifest Show. Buddies. Yeah. Hey, did you ever, was I the only perverted one who wanted him to fuck his mom? Is that just me? Um, yeah, these are the kind of conversations that people get into all the time. I mean, it would be interesting if you were the first person to say that, but you've probably read someone who said, is it just me or did you want him to fuck his mom? So then you repeat it. And that's my weirdness about this thing. It's not that it's an awful movie. It's not that it's, you know, it's just a nice little movie. But the fact that people are so fucking crazy about it all these years later is strange. 
It kind of like treated like this. It was a huge blockbuster where it came out, right? They, like, they treated it like a cult classic almost. Yeah, you know? it was, it was a, weird. It was a gigantic fucking movie when it came out. Like, you seen this movie, man? Back <laughs> to the Future? It's the shit. Right. That's true. It was big when it was big. I don't think the third one was as big. I think people were already... Petered oh, out. The yeah, Western. A little fucking... Well, I don't even know if you know it was a Western before you got there. They were just like, uh... I don't give a shit. I'd have to check into it, though. And there was like a time train at the end. It's very odd. <laughs> time train? Seriously, Doc Brown had a steam-powered time train. It fucking floated. We're going back in time. Oh, stop it, Doc Brown. Where'd the kids come from? And what are you doing with Sam Mayday Malone's wife? And see, now we're stuck into it. We're doing the same thing as everyone else. Uh, I'm not going to go to all these anti-fest things. All right, hold on. This is interesting, though. This, we could have a clue. Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show. The, the timing of all this hate mail is very suspicious. Fez, have you given all your address to any of the owners in anticipation of the party recently? The owners do are, are aware of your address now, Fez. Yeah, I, I think every one of the owners has it. Fuck them all. It's interesting. Come on. The only person we can be sure of... That it's not is me. Because if what? it was me, you'd be dead right now, Fez. You'd have a Chinese star in the back of your neck. Dropping bombs. Just dropping. There's plenty. Then you don't know what you're dropping. You know you're dropping. What else are you going to be dropping? Your shorts? And instead of calling you his ex... I'm just going to call you his, and people know what I'm talking about. Uh, his ex is kind of good, though. Um, here's Paul, Pensacola. You're in Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I used to date a girl whose who's father uh, owned a DeLorean, and that piece of shit was in the in the uh, shop more than it was in their garage. The thing was just awful. You know why I don't believe this story? Why? Because it started with, I used to date a girl, and you're a homo. So I'm not going to believe this story. No, DeLoreans were no. And I'm only kidding you, sir. I'm sure you're not a homo. That's, that was going too far. Mm -hmm. I mean, I even made myself feel better myself calling a man the worst thing you could call a man. I would like to start and just call a homosexuals hoes. Oh, that's confusing, man. Come on. It is, because I can then yell out where my hoes at, and a bunch of gays come up, and I'm like, Here we are. Hmm. Uh, Sinister Kid, you're on my face. Kid, we got you, buddy? You know, let's try one more time. Kid. What's going on, Mr. Benton? What do you say, dude? Not too much. I just kind of need to defend Back to the Future a little bit. I think that it's, uh, I think it's about time and kind of generations kind of thing. It's it's the best movie from the 80s that kind of puts the time and the, the decade of the 80s into the movie. There's a lot of product placement. Uh, so I think when people look back into the 80s and maybe even the 50s because of the content of the movie, the movie epitomizes that quite a bit. I think that has Dude, to be, everybody uh, says too. the same thing. We get it. You're not going around bringing up something we don't know. 
it was a huge hit, as Hicks pointed out. There's no reason to talk about a small fucking movie that did really big money. I don't think it made the, uh, portrayed the 80s better than any other fucking movie in the 80s. I mean, I think it portrayed the 80s version of the future better. Fuck, I mean, no one ever brings up how much they got it wrong. <laughs> I'm going to go over and uh, look at some of these, see if I can find these numbers. Um, all right, let's go through this. First Back to the Future made uh, $210 million in 1985. It's retardedly huge. That's gigantic. The second one, uh, which came out in 89, made $118 million. Still a big hit, but about half. The third one, $87 million. Ouch. In, in 90, because by 90, we're like saying, shut up. These things turn out to be a disappointment. Why didn't you live it about, uh, leave it at one? Um, now, we brought up some of this heat. Fez, you're in a bad mood today. Uh-huh. You feel bullied? Absolutely. Uh, another young man was uh, bullied on this show yesterday. And um, I'm going to have him brought in here. Uh, send me in Draft House, would you please? You mean the kid? Yeah, I do. I mean the kid. Uh, you felt like you were bullied yesterday by the blowhard. I feel like the blowhard's been instigating. Uh, uh, he went it. after you hard and cruel yesterday. Not only here on the show... Yeah. But then later, when I went to the message board for the league, asked both you guys to chill out or the fines would be level, uh, and he went crazy again, this time in print. Cyberbullying, audio bullying. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, at Fez's party, I don't know if I want to meet him, because when does that bullying become, Fez, you know, the next step? Holy shit, I just thought of something. We have the Fez's party, right? And then one by one, we start getting killed, like ten little Indians. Oh, There's ten of us in the fucking league. That's this is fucking Avica. Uh, what's her name? Avica? What the fuck is Christie's? Agatha. I, thank you. Agatha Christie's shit. I couldn't remember her name. I start calling her Agatha. Short for Akak. Uh, it's horrible. Horrible what's going on in that league right now. Well, uh, it was horrible what's going on. It's horrible what happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. and, and I, for one, and I just want to clear the air real quick. Yeah. To, to this show, I want to apologize. Oh, that's very nice I didn't. I, I, Thank you. I, I lost. Classy. I lost control. Um, Classy. Thank you. And I and I and it won't happen again. Even if the blowhard comes in and he talks the shit about Texas that he's been talking, I'm gonna let it pass. Well, he claims it was one thing that you attacked New York. He goes, but more, and this frustrates him on a daily level. You pick on Fez. I think he's just trying to jump. He knows Fez and I had a little tension yesterday, mm -hmm. and I think he in his instigating ways, is trying to turn Fez against me. And I think we really need to understand that the root of, the root of all these problems is the fucking blowhard. Um, hmm. Fez and I shook hands yesterday after the show. Uh, Jason, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron and Fez. I just want to uh, make one statement about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm too much. It causes Parkinson's. See ya. 
I've also read that same joke on message boards. You're just a fucking repeating generation. No one comes up with their own material. Hey, Ron. Yeah. You know who invented rock and roll? Who's Marty that? McFly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Brian, you're on the Run Fest show. Yeah, it sounds like this uh, little uh, party's going to turn out like a uh, game of Clue, and who knows who's going to end up dead in the closet from the candlestick or something like that. I hope Bezzy, no one. Bezzy, you got to do some martial arts and, and, you know, whip that pussy. Don't be pussy whipped. I don't intend on uh, attacking anyone. No, but defending yourself. Yeah. Why don't you just defend yourself at all times? Why don't you w- even walk around here in a full defense thing? Or here's another thing, Fez, and this might be a fucking great idea because you don't want to do martial arts, right? Right. Can I give you the best, next best thing? What's that? Start to dress like a ninja because you will never see anyone start shit with a ninja. They d- he looks like shit without hair, doesn't he? It just looks so stupid. He's fucking hysterical. Everything he's ever done. There he is. He's a fucking panic. Although, the other night was the first night I ever saw his real personality. On what? Uh, he did Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. He's like a giggler. He's really? like a little gig. He giggles after every line. He's just having a lovely time. I was very surprised by it. You got to think he's a big stoner, though. Because all his movies are big stoner movies. I can imagine. Yeah, he likes stoner. Get, he likes to get high. <laughs> Uh, Chris, you're on Fez. Keep up city. Hey, hey, Ron, I wanted to take the focus off of Fez for a minute and congratulate you on one hell of a cupcake, my friend. You know, isn't that funny how that somehow gets forgotten from time to time? Um, that no one will br- bring up just how wonderful that cupcake is? Because we're too wrapped up in Fez and his, uh, problems. When are we going to get to experience this Ron Bennington cupcake in the great city of New York? Well, first of all, um, I don't know when you thought you were part of Teen Press and that you could follow me around from place to place and shout out questions. Two, if you notice, if you want to hang out with me like Fez, you have to have zero interest in Ron Bennington, his feelings, his personal life, or when he starts to talk, go and do your laundry. No, I can do that. Mike is flying in here. I'm not going to lie to you. I think he got behind the eight ball with the construction company here. Oh, boy. I would have had this done for him. Yeah. I could have used myself, Artie, and two guys from Java Girl, and we'd have finished fucking six weeks ago. But New York's a funny place. But Mike is flying in. He and his brother are flying in very quickly, I believe, next week for one day and one day only. Okay. And hopefully that's to drop the hammer. You're busting fucking heads? Um... I hope so, too. Uh, Rick, you're on the Ronnie Fez Show. Yeah, hey, what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. Back to the Future wasn't the best depiction of the future. Blade Runner was. I mean, hell, China already owns the United States. It's all going to be Chinatown with heavy industry. The Asterian will come, and they already have automated fuck dolls that, that they're coming out with. You Blade Runner! No. You Blade Runner! Exactly. Uh, the best dispe- uh, depiction of the future had to be one film and one film only. I'm talking about the Jetsons. Because at that point, and I was just thinking about this yesterday, when I, my bed turned into a toaster and spit me out, I ate a pill, then flew in here to work, and then put my uh, car in a briefcase. I thought to myself, why does this remind me of my childhood? And that's when I thought, wait a minute, Jetsons were dropping. Listen to this theme song. 
George Jetson. His boy, Elroy. Pull the stories right here. You don't even have to watch. Get in. This is his fucking sound. Now, you know at the end, Fezzy, when they do that, Jane, stop this crazy thing, Jane, Jane. You right. know what that is that they're on? Uh, treadmill? No, uh, it was a dildo up his ass that he was yelling at. But I love for you for dropping. When you're dropping, you're dropping truth bombs, right? Boom. Straight to the truth. Go there. Post up against it. Stay on the truth. Truth starts to move over. Keep a hand on his hip. I'm not saying be all over it, but it doesn't go anywhere without you there. Fez, when the truth comes through here, I want you to walk back to me and tell me what kind of gum truth is chewing. That's how close I want you. Close enough to smell it. Show me that defensive fighting stance. Are you just curling up now? But truthfully, you went for it, but you're just curling up. Oh, okay. Uh, curl up. And knees up close to your face, hands over your forehead, and when they kick it all, they're not going to hit a nose. Uh, we got a break, but Blowhard wants in on this. Uh-oh. But I got a break today because we're going to take the last hour of the show, and Reggie watched the, uh, this shit out. Good. It's uh, Good. something that you've asked for in the past. Yeah, I think, I think everybody needs to hear it. Uh, so that will be the last hour of the show today. Uh, Reggie Watts, but when we come back, Blowhard and you are going to put this thing behind you. Okay. It's Friday, and what's Friday? Fun day, right? Friday's fun day. What's Friday, Fez? Fun day. Way to be there quickly. No sense in going off, doing something silly. What do you come back to? The truth, your post up. Where's your left hand? On the truth's hip, right? Keep it on the hip. Truth starts to move, you move with it. Uh, quick break. Back. Bury a hatchet. Okay. Okay. And this thing up Walton style. Yeah. Like it's a whole love fest. Fire after the the G- run, boys, run. Uh, right after this, Run Fest show. Run Fest on the virus. Serious XM. I got my eye on you. I got my eye on you. No, I got my eye on you. No, I got my eye on you. It's the Ron and Fez show. Fez, you got yourself just fired up today, huh? You went and checked again to see if there was any update on your case, and yeah, and you're eating what? Uh, nitro pill for my uh, chest. No, is that almost like seeing the entire Monday Night Nitro? Is that what you get from a nitro pill? Now this is a nitroglycerin tablet. All right, so why did you check back in with security? Just to see if there was, a, you know, any sort of movement or progress or so, you know, a break in the case. Just something that would make me feel a little bit better. Hey, we've contacted this other, you know, this you, other authority or something. You want to hear that the person's nabbed? Yeah, and that you know this is done. Well, what would be done? I mean, I don't know if the person could be arrested, can they? I would think so. 
I would hope so. That may be my next step. I think that that's what I'm going to do is just take it to the regular police as well. Take it to the one seven. Take it to the one seven. Uh, all right, you're a little more fired up over. The- now you're not uh, afraid when someone sends you mean emails, right? Because don't we all get mean emails? We all get mean emails, and I, I get my share of them. But it's this is right to my home address. I see. So that's that's the thing that pushed it over. Right. Yeah. But doesn't the email go is, to your home? And this is threatening. You ought to get a PO box. So when they come to jump you, they just jump you when you're getting your mail. Hmm. Wait. That doesn't help. Uh. Well, we did have a problem in the league, and you're saying it wasn't on your side. You just thought that that Kathleen from the Bronx was teaming up with Blowhard and you wanted us to to stop a trade that went down. Well, I think I think Blowhard for a long time has been he's been picking at me. He does, for some right. reason he doesn't like me. He's been picking at but me. But what had him angry yesterday was the trade. Yeah. When you when you wanted to stop a trade. Now you had Fez ready to veto to the trade. Yeah. You had Chris Stanley, you did not get me because okay. I feel like if trade rape is going to take place, did you get Mikey boy? I, I don't know. I've been, I petitioned the league last night, but uh-huh. you know, after after things blew up a little bit, can right. we say that I've backed off from that position? Wow, that's interesting. Wow. I mean, I don't know. I don't think the trade should go through. Uh-huh. But I'm. I, but I can admit, I can be an honest person, a straightforward person, and say I'm biased. I'm playing Kathleen this week. I don't want her to trade rate Blowhard right before right. I get in there. Yeah, and it seemed like the shot was just to keep you out of the playoffs by Blowhard. It's kind of an interesting exactly. move. I feel like I feel like the teams, the leagues, are aligning to keep me out of the playoffs. Right. And I don't understand the point of that. I don't know why I can't just be a part of the group. You know, a lot of people got mad at me because after the trade you made with me, yeah. you started doing better. But I'm like, well, my team's doing better too. This is a trade that worked for both of us. Mutual benefit. Right. Exactly. And I feel like we that's the kind of relationship, trade relationship we have. Whereas True. Blowhard, very parasitic in his trades. All right. I didn't even think of that. All right. It's an interesting thing. Do you think Blowhard's good for the league? Do you At think the beginning blows- I did. I like his involvement. Right. But I think he overdoes it, to be honest with you. I think he, he, he overloads. I see. And Fez, I see you nodding. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. I was willing, I was willing to veto the trade mm-hmm. to go along with it because I mean I had just lost to Blowhard. I'm in his conference. So you're just angry. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't need more conspiring. I see. I never thought of a trade as conspiring. There's only two people I see into this league heavy, and that's Earl and Blowhard. Both of them seem to be involved. But this thing with Blowhard, is it personal or is it just league play for you? It started out as league play, Ron. Yeah, but um, it's turned personal. The line I, is getting very vague. I don't. I want to point this out to people, and I'm very serious about it. This fucking fantasy football is will tear apart friendships. Yeah. And uh, Joe Montana actually made this tra- statement. He goes, "Playing fantasy football is ten times harder." than when I was with the 49ers winning four Super Bowl trophies. That stunned me. That's absolutely right. <clears throat> absolutely right. Uh, well, here it is, Blowhard. You you did apologize, and I appreciated that last night, and yeah. I'm sure he's calling to apologize back. That's Go good. ahead, Blowhard. Well, let me first say, in the words of the great Dolph Sweet, as the Colossal Brothers in the great movie The Wanderers, I'm not a hard guy. You guys know me for years. I'm not abrasive. I don't like to pick fights. Interns, you can't find one intern I've ever had an issue with. That's true. I've always respected them. I've always encouraged them. 
Pepper, you can say that. You you remember answering the phone? You're gonna, nice. Pepper, you're gonna back him up on this. I'll back up the blowhard. Okay. He's right now, you got to you, know, you got to tell the truth. But here's the thing: I first liked this kid when I first heard him on the air. I don't really pay much attention, but I said, "Hey, this kid's pretty smart. Nineteen, right. kind of ballsy, doing the whole come to New York thing." I kind of liked the kid. Ah, uh, me too. Right, and then. Out of nowhere, I hear he's writing on message boards shit about me. Now, I don't read message boards anymore, but I hear things. And I'm what like, message board did you write on, Rustin? The only message board I've ever been involved in is, uh, is the Ron and Fez and show. And you're writing shit about me. That's number one. Fantasy Football League message board that Brotherhart no, is very much a part of. on other message boards. Don't what message? Then, hey, if you're going to just make an accusation, then make an accusation. Don't be all fucking vague about it. Yeah, I'm what? being vague. I don't know if it was V3 or .net, but regardless, that, that was for starters. And I'm like... Who is I don't know. He's making shit like the blowhard. He's just talking, and he, he runs out of things to say, and just makes shit up. I don't get no, it. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, Rupert Pupkin. Listen, oh, that's the eighth it's... time you've made that joke in the last well, three well, months. Listen, you really are a little. Oh. You have a little creepiness in you, being nineteen and going to some fictitious, some fictitious college. I have creepiness in me, and you're the one calling you out on a nineteen-year-old. Well, well, Interesting, also, you're, you're 19, you can't handle yourself. You're in the big city, kid. You better be able to handle it. Because if you're walking down the streets of Manhattan, you're going to find a lot worse off than me. Now, here's the thing. You come on the air, you trash Is that a Yankees. threat? I feel like I'm getting... I'm not threatening, threatening audio letters. You're now. in New York City. You're not in Bonefuck, wherever the hell you come from. Bonefuck. You, you have a chance to get attacked, sexually assaulted, mugged, all of the above f- in this city. That was just blowhard. Don't bring it. Don't do that. See, another cheap shot at Fez. Wow. Now, yeah, what, is, what is the thing that you feel like he takes shots at Fez? I just noticed that he just relishes if Fez is having a bad day, he'll love to throw the word fag in there. He'll try to you make You just a said it, Blowhard. Did why I, 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 why I, use I, it as an example? example? i give you an example. You ready? When he Fag. said that his parents listened to the show, he said, quote, Fez is the gay one. Remember that, Rustin? Well, one, you can't say quote if that's not exactly what I said. You just paraphrased. I said well, my dad listened to the what show. What did you say? Outhouse, go ahead. Out, it's Draft House. You nicknaming. You didn't get into a Draft House. You're too young to drink. What are you calling yourself a bar? Right. It's a movie theater. It's a theater in Austin. Uh, a theater. Oh, wow, that's real uh, But you already said you don't pay enough attention, so I understand. <laughs> wow, that's really uh, technology, I'll tell you. But here's the thing. I like What's you, the thing? But then when you go on... And you ramble on about how much the Yankees suck. Me, I'm rambling on? Me. Oh, Jesus Christ. You trash me. And Pot, then you kettle, say I make, meet each I other. Hold on. Here's, here's Brian in Rhode Island. Brian, you're on Fez. Blowhard, shut the fuck up, Wow, the surprise. Oh, yeah, you're contributing nobody. a lot. You're contributing a lot. Get the fuck off the line, dude. No one gives a shit about you. Yeah, no, no one. one. Well, I do, so I don't care. I'm here. You're, yeah, you're, you're talking. Talking. Kill yourself, Hey, listen, you dude. took you the energy. Dog. You took the energy to call the show to trash me. So who's the it's bitch now? I'm fucking tired of hearing about you're you. You're too dude. stupid to have a fucking job. You fucking have a show. panic attack. You fucking zero. I don't have panic attacks. You got the wrong guy, you asshole. All right, hold no. on. This is another. That sounds like a shot at me. It's a no, shot at you fed. too. Yeah. Here's the two shots at Fez. Uh, the gay fag thing that got said, which is not a, uh, a word that we use. Right. That's right. Uh, matter of fact, I don't want to hear fag ever mentioned on the show again. It's homosexual or faggot. Okay. I can abide um, that. <clears throat> yeah, and faggot is bad, too. Well, you just said it. I know, but I just needed to make a point. Um, me, too. I was making a point as well. Uh, we're all making points. That's what we do here. Uh, we're dropping. And Here's, I, yeah. I want to say, unlike Blowhard, who yeah. keeps bringing up... 
that even mentioning if someone, and I'm not saying anybody is, but mentioning that someone is gay, like that's a bad thing. In my opinion, it's not a bad thing. Oh, yeah, Mr. Southern Baptist, that's not a bad thing. I'm sure you probably go home secretly thinking that people who are gay, before you even came what here, is it, I the thought thought police? that New York was full of sinners. What is this, the 30s? I know you were alive back then. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me take some other calls. Here's Adam. You're on Fez. Yeah, on my fantasy league, uh, you know, the the message board gets fucking crazy where the actual commissioner has to take down shit. We've been suspended off message boards for saying things that go too far. It's too so. far. Suspend the blow. Well, I mean, we I agree were. With this guy. Well, but here's the problem. Uh, I want to get Fez posting more. I haven't been able to do that. No. The mystery guy has been posting much lately. And Chris Stanley throws in the shortest post of all time. Take stuff, a chance, all right? Stuff like fucking right or... When I got off the great one of don't worry about destroying Fez's apartment, he's got 30 apartments like the Monopoly man. This is my first... <laughs> I have one place to live. This is... But you have the money. Oh, you took another Nitro? I'm taking it. Oh, what I do you just take? spit it out when I went to talk. What was it, come? No, it was a blood thinner. Well, what's wrong, buddy? Uh, that pain just keeps it's it's keeps now shooting. You're, now you're fucking freaking me out. Now you got me fucking worried. Is it a coincidence that blowhard calls and starts screaming and oh, boy. starts no. taking some blood thinners? If this it's, is from those fucking letters, I will tell you this: I'll fucking you know if Fez dies from those letters, if his heart gives out on him, no. that person's up on murder one. And hope the police catch you first. Well, Rustin is so disturbed. It wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it if he was a suspect. This oh. kid is disturbed. It's always this it's kid, always the guilty party who starts pointing fingers first, isn't it, Blowhard? This kid will push you down. Uh, I, this kid wants a job. Staircase. So bad. When's the last time you've seen a staircase, Blowhard? Right, here's Captain Jack. You're on Fez. Hey, buddies, Rustin. I'm with you. I'm just glad that we're finally having a conversation about how annoying it is to listen to Blowhard. Oh, radio. come on. Ah, uh, you'll love it. You call up. Oh, Jesus Christ! You took it's the like, time to call the show. You got to do it. You took the time to call the show. Uh, you must love me. Oh, my God. <laughs> you love me. Uh, here's uh, Peter. You're on Fez. Yeah, the reason I took the time to call the show is because I... You're such a fucking annoying prick. Do you even have a... That's Mr. Job? Annoying Prick to you, buddy. Do you even have a job? I live independently wealthy. I don't have to mop peep shows like you and the rest of your family. Now hang up the phone. Oh, my God. Against the wall. That's my a family God, business. Awful. Blow hard. Here's uh, Larry in Iowa. You're running Fez. Hey guys, take it easy on Blow Hard. Hey Blow Hard, the Yankees fucking suck. Well, yeah. where, where do you live? Iowa. Iowa? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you don't like Iowa? Oh, I love it. I love. I love. I love just acres of flatland, corn and dirt, tractors. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 great. Yeah, that's a great place to live. He fucking will. No he's, the, he's one of the few people I know who will attack topography. He will go <laughs> after it. The bottom line is this. In fantasy football, it's the every man line. for himself. There's no conspiracy. <laughs> That's the bottom and line. Rustin, Rustin basically laid down the week he played Ronnie B to get a free meal. He admits it. He I didn't admit shit, You did. And you would have gotten taken out the other night again, but you missed it, too. We went to an amazing place. Where did you guys go? Uh, uh, this place up on Park Avenue. Well, lay down again, Rustin. Bench all your stars. And, you Rustin, yesterday, the executive chef from Blue Hill, Hill called the show, listens every day. I didn't even know it. This is that place that was up. That's the far, That's the place where everything's... Yeah. Home, the, they grow everything right there on the, the place. Yeah, that's so cool. 
How long until you start washing Ronnie B's car? As soon as he asks me to, Blowhard. Yeah, what, what is this attack on me? I don't know why. Hey, you call into I'm not the gay one. I'm saying this kid. That has nothing to do with that. Oh, I know it doesn't. He threw a game, and that made me think that this kid has no integrity. Here's Driver. You're on my face. for a fucking meal. Driver. Hey, Blowhard, usually you have some decent points, man. You ain't got shit to say, brother. You need to fucking hang out and try another day. Well, you got to be from Texas, then, because you're defending the little... The Cosmo boy. Um... Oh, well, man, he said Mr. most days he likes you. Here's Henry. How you doing, Andrew? You're a running fez. Blowhard, 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 fucking blowhard. Sing blow out, my brother. Fucking blowhard, 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 fucking Sing it. Blowhard. Sing it like you feel it. Like you mean. Here's Sean. Uh, you're a running fez. Hey, Ron, I was wondering if we'd still go with and keep Fagala. I like the way it rolls off the tongue. Fuzzy? No. Just another form of the same word. What's the form? Using the F-A-G part of it. Oh. Uh. So basically, I am at peace with everybody in this league, except this kid. Oh, yeah, you're at peace with me. I have no issues with you. Lord, you call on the show. And, you, and you, it, to, you call on the show to yell at me, and then before three minutes, you're, you're making Fez feel bad. You've, you've insulted Ron. Oh, the I callers have Ron. turned yeah. on oh, you. Yeah. I've been doing this for 10 years, buddy. I mean, get used to it. I never insult Ron. Fez knows I'm on his side. I'm not some little worm weaseling into the show making up bullshit about his life. God knows what you're really into, kid. You're up to something. You're, you, you definitely have some kind of devious intentions. I don't know what it is, but I will expose you. I will <laughs> expose you because... How are you going to expose him? What are you going to do? Find Page out. five. Hey. Now, everything would be great if it wasn't for this damn league. I know some detective friends. I'll have this kid investigate. Maybe um, it was Blowhard who sent in the fucking letters. Or why not just use your detective friends to help Fezzy? Yeah. Instead of... Uh, Rocco, you're a man of Fez. Definitely help you. There he is, bringing up heartbeats. Always trying to throw little, right, little things to instigate. Rocco, you're a man of Fez. Blowhard, more like blow fag. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. We don't use that word. Yeah, slur the host, the co-host. And anytime there's a trade, all of a sudden it's paranoia and all this collusion and, oh, they're working against me, they're working against me. For a 19-year-old kid, you better stop smoking weed and go back to bazooka bubblegum, kid. You can't handle it. The paranoia is too much for you. I was just thinking about that blow fag, though. That is good. And that's bad? Yeah, that's bad. Why? What about homo queersicle? That's no good either. Is anything good? Anything? Uh, here is uh, Dave. Dave, you're on Fez. Hey, Ronnie, I don't know about Rustin, but I wish Blowhard would settle his differences with the letter R. That speech impediment is awful. Yeah, I got a speech impediment. I certainly do. R, 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 R. Uh, here's... Or what does that mean? R, I mean impediment since when? It's Pirate Day again. Kyle, you're on Fez. Hey, why is everybody giving Blowhard a rough time? He's a good guy. He makes some good points. Thank you. Uh, Tom, New York, you're on Yeah, I want to support the mighty blowhard. I've hated that Rustin outhouse ever since he blew the uh, trailer at the end of Machete. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Here is uh, Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah. Whoops, let's try you again. 
And now let's move over to Brian. Brian, you're my face. Hey, boys, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, I just wanted to support Blowhard, man. I talked to him about a year ago, and I, I support almost everything he says, man. Get off his back. He's fucking hilarious. He deserves his own show. Thanks. God bless you, Blowhard. Uh, Mark, you're my face. Hey, I wonder if we can use Pole Smoker. Fez? Nope. And that isn't what this is about. But well, we got to come up with some words, though. And get it done. Uh, Ronnie, you're on Fez. Well, just a quick question, man. Yes, you can be annoying, but you sound like you're jealous of a 19-year-old kid who gets more airtime than you do. Guess what? He's more entertaining, fucker. Face blowhard. <sighs> there it is. Nuts that come back. Listen, you little There it is. Here it comes. If I want any more shit from you, I'll squeeze your head now. Ah, <laughs> brand new joke. That's good stuff. Brand new joke. I think I, I read that on that message board I was supposed to kiss you about. But you don't have respect for your elders. You're a little punk. You are kind of a little punk sometimes, so that's your thing. But ask around serious. Is there anybody in here that I've ever been disrespectful? No, everybody likes you. Jesus Christ. You're out of there in December. You'll be back to shoveling shit in a month. Yeah. Miles, you're running Fez. Hey, I just got to ask, Ronnie B, who is... Didn't you say that Rustin was your favorite intern of all time? All time. I can't accept that. Go suck a cop. Well, I didn't say that Blowhard wasn't my favorite call. Caller of the fucking decade, if you remember. Yeah. So, you know, we're all here. Uh, everybody's doing good. It's just that this damn fantasy league gets you crazy. And the trades that Rustin sends me, you see the one he sent me this morning. It was laughable. You guys just made a trade not too long ago, didn't you? We did. Yeah, and I burned him on it, and he's pissed off, so he wants to get me back and try to... Give me back crap. See, I felt like I, I felt like our trade was fine. I felt like this morning was just a continuation of that process. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel like Grant? it's so How's fascinating that the 19-year-old <laughs> is able to mature and move on things, move on from things, and the fucking unknown age man blowhard who's been alive since the 1910s will Heck. fucking can't fucking move on. It's insane so, uh, to me. Something wrong with having age? Is anything wrong? Why? I guess is what you tell your parents. You go home and say, "Hey, mom and dad, gee, you're old." Uh, you know, every day I say that. James, you're on a fez. Do you little outhouse liquor? Hey, is it wrong to call Blowhard a fag? Well, I don't think so. Yes, it's wrong to call anybody that name. But what if they are? It's still wrong. In Texas, it's, it's a, a way of life. In Texas, they look up at New York and think that everybody's, uh, quote, gay and communist. You keep using gay like it's the bad word. <laughs> he just he said gay and communist as if those were fucking comparable well, that's, hey, listen, in terms that, of... That, that, that's the prevailing thought with the state of Texas. It's it seems like that's true. your prevailing thought, Blowhard. By the way, this is so funny about gay people right now. I just heard in the last election, twice as many of them are voting Republican. <laughs> What's it, the Lockhouse Republicans? Yeah, the, the, yeah, they're just becoming Republicans. Makes sense, I think. Now, what what percentage of the voters do you think put put themselves down as gay? I would say probably three uh, percent. So that would mean that it's only three percent of the fucking people are gay. Why did they used to push to ten percent? Uh, yeah, I don't think it was ever close to 10%, though. Like, no. they've done studies. But they did it for years. They would say 10%. Um, let's go over here to uh, Justin. Justin, you're on my face. Blowhard, more like slow tard. <laughs> um, nice. Boy, why do people insist on using uh, slurs, Fezzy? I don't. It drives me crazy, too. It really is. It's annoying. It's faggy. 
That's a slur. Uh, Wayne, Queens. Hey, Ronnie, can we use uh, pillow biter? Absolutely. No. Uh, John, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ron. Uh, Blowhard's name is Blow and Hard. He's definitely light in the loafers. Uh, I don't know if that's true. You're straight, aren't you, Blowhard? 100%, but even if I was gay, I wouldn't be ashamed of it because no matter what you are in this country, it's still America, and you're free to be whatever you want to be. Free to be you and me is what I like to say, like Marley Thomas. Like Rustin believed that we're all going to burn in hell up here in New York City. Which is something I've said multiple times on the show. I'm sure you did before you got here. I'm sure it was like that. I'm sure you were raised in a home where your mama said, don't go to New York, you know. But aren't you being kind of prejudiced towards the South right now? What was that? Aren't you being a little bit uh, prejudiced towards the South? Well, look, you got to call it as it is. And let's face it, the Southern (laughs) Baptists do have a way of sharing the love by hating and despising and boycotting. You make sharing the love sound like gay, though. Patrick, you're on Fez. Hey, uh, calling from Mississippi, good Southern Baptist. I got a question for Blowhard. Go ahead. What does cum taste like? <laughs> Why don't you go ask your dad <laughs> if you can find your father? I don't know. I don't. I gotta oh! Like his dad's gay. He said. Uh, well, that or his parents are brother and sister. I don't know what goes on in where he comes from, Alabama. Go back to the outhouse. Roll Tide. What's the matter? What is it? What's the matter with college football? You've called in about football all the time, Blowhard. Kevin, I feel like you're very hypocritical. I follow. I, I like real college football. I, I just laugh at Texas because they're a joke this year. That's all. The Longhorns are. I just can't wait to see them. Just if they even get into a bowl game, which I doubt, they're going to play like Kevin and Philly. You're on Fez. Run on sentence. Hey Ronnie, I want to ask if Bone Ranger is allowed. Uh, let's just use the word that gays prefer and say gay. Gay or lesbian. Chris, you're on Run Fez. Hey, Fezzy, how about turd burglar? No, that's not going to be acceptable. Uh, Bill, you're on Run Fez. Fez, how about cork soaker? I don't even know what that means. Uh, Scott Houston, you're on Run Fez. Fez, what about the term snoodler? No, I, 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 it sounds derogatory. How did this turn into, like, the uh, slur show all of a sudden? I don't you know. You brought it up. You, when you did it. Well, you're, I mentioned the fact that... You're, ben, you're blaming Blowhard on this? Really oh, yes. Jim, uh, West Virginia, you're on Ron Fez. Yeah, how about shit stabber? I never even heard that one. No, and it's not acceptable. And just think of the words you use. Shit stabber. Who actually goes around stabbing shit? Guys, well, they kick shit in Texas. Uh, Dave, you're on Fez. Hey, guys, I just wanted to stick up for Dustin there. Uh, you're doing pretty good in there, holding up to the old blowhard there. And uh, I'm just wondering, is uh, Jabba the Butt or Poo Jabba one? No. No, that's not acceptable. We can just use the term homosexual or gay. James, Houston, you're on the Fez. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask, uh, and I just want to clarify that I would never say this, but is uh, Fudge Packer okay? No. Nope, that's, uh, that doesn't make an acceptable list. See, that's how he meant it the same way as shit stabbers. Shit stabber was using your cock as a knife. Okay. The shit. Why are you grossed out by that? That's gross. That's a beautiful thing between two gays. Stab right? shit with your cock? Yes. If you love that person, you stab their shit with your dick. All right. Come on, you got to know that, kid. Uh, Dave, Dave, you're on running Fez. Yeah, what about this fucking cum eater? Fez? No. No, doesn't make it. 
It's clever, though. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Scotty, you're on my face. What's up, man? What about shit-sniffing faggot? Don't think so. You hate that one. Yeah. And they know I hate it. Jake, Green Bay. How about Queer Mike? No, that's not going to make the list either. You happy Blowhard? Happy. This is happening. You call them, you start, bringing, you up, into the studio, start bringing up things, you start saying words that don't need to be said, and then this is what's happening. Yeah, okay. Keep on playing the game, kid. Don't forget, I'm going to meet you face-to-face, and we'll have a little fun when we get together. Well, well, see, <laughs> now the party is real. Oh, you know, now i got to worry about this at the party. We're going to sit down and talk about it like men to boys. Fez, this fucking party of yours is going to get, uh, your house is going to get destroyed. That's what it sounds like. And you're going to get arrested for throwing a party that gets a minor attacked. Well, if you're going to, you to Pearl Harbor me, Rustin, you're going to get Nagasaki. It's just the rules of life. Isn't that... Uh, I never started with That's you. fucking racist against the slants. The slants from the slopes. But the bottom uh, line is... Jason, you're on running Fizz. Yeah, how about ass clown? How's that work? No, that's not a preferable name for a gay person. Jeremy, Canada, you're on running Fizz. What about the uh, meat bandit? Nope, not gonna, not gonna pass muster there. What's that mean? Like, pass shit down? No, it's not going to be accepted. But what do you mean when you say pass muster? Where it's uh, not, it's uh, it's not gonna pass inspection. But what is the muster that gets passed? I think that's. Uh, I thought that was like a military term. Yeah, for what though? What does it mean? Um, I don't know. Uh, here's Chad. You're on the Run and Fest show. Yeah, I'm just wondering, how about uh, Maggie Faggerson? Fez? No, or Um, Chris, Indiana. Uh, how about Sloppy Party Bottom? No, that's, that's just not, it's not acceptable. None of these are acceptable. I think we can establish that. There's no clever term that's a slur that's going to be able to be used instead of a uh, the regular term of gay or homosexual. Um, Can we get back to the case in point here? We Let's are. Here's Sean, Albany. You're on my Fez. Hey, Fezzy. What about a butt dart player? No. No. I think I've explained it. Uh, Hollis, Baton Rouge. Hey, Fez. What about tonsil jockey dick smoker? No, making it longer and more slurry doesn't help. That's not going to uh, be able to participate. Ray, Charlotte, you're on my Fez. How about a sperm goes in the butt part? Nope, not happening. I'm not going to accept any of these. But I do appreciate you bringing up slurs, Blowhard. How did I bring up slurs? I was just you, an example. Of when what you say you appreciate it, Fuzz, then other people do it. That's no, right. I, mean, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay, Fuzz. Because you know I got your back all the time. Uh, Todd, you're on Fuzz. How about, how about Pickle Puffer? No. No, it's not happening. Even if you use alliteration, it's still not working. Uh, Steve, you're on my face. Yeah, Fez, how about uh, for fresh oral hygiene, cum gargler? Nope, not there. Just not making it. None of these making the grade. Ken, Chicago. I got crotch luggage handler. Is that okay? I would think not. But you're the one who made that up. Yeah, I said crotch luggage. I didn't say crotch luggage handler. So it's the handler that uh, annoys you.
Mm-hmm. It's Crot- just disrespectful. Crotch luggage uh, liquor? Yeah, that's disrespectful, I think. So they don't do that? No, it happens, but you shouldn't define somebody by just one uh, sexual act. But what, if you called straight guys pussy fuckers, I don't think they would care. Or cunny liquors. No, they probably wouldn't, but these, uh, these are slurs. But why is it a slur? Why is it so disgusting? Because it's just disrespectful. It's, R- it's uh, demeaning somebody to, their, uh, to uh, one basic act. Right, but what is so demeaning about that act? I mean, we actually we like it in women. We expect women to do all those things. I don't think that you're demeaning a woman by wanting them to do those things. Uh, why don't we take a break here? All right, so are we going to uh, settle this in some gentleman-like fashion? I'm willing to, like... Dude, it's been settled. I said road, sorry. I stuck out my hand, and you, you turned away. I didn't see your hand. I just saw your two butt cheeks bent over backwards. Oh! There it is where it starts. There it is again. Always has to bring it back up. Always comes back to homo queer cycle. Good job, Bullhard. The homo queer cycle. How come you didn't say anything to that guy at Davis? That's the guy you should have taken down. Crazy powder. <laughs> Fucking powder. What a dick he turned out to be. And everybody liked him so much when he was powder. And young Indiana Jones. Was he? I'm pretty sure, yeah. He was the kid version. All right, so he's doing better than I thought. Well, it's got canceled, the show. Good. That was the best fucking day. Um, We got a break here for you, uh... The catch-up. Coming up a little later on in the show. And we're all excited about this. Terribly excited, Fez. uh, Running the Unmasked with Reggie Watts. Um, So that's coming up at 2 o'clock. We'll take a break. We're right back after the jump. Run a Fez show. The Rod and Fez show. On Sirius XM. The virus. I bought a donut and they gave me a receipt for the donut. I don't need a receipt for the donut, man. I'll just give you the money, then you give me the donut and the transaction. We don't need to bring ink and paper into this. I just can't imagine a scenario where I would have to prove that I bought a donut. Some skeptical friends don't even act like I didn't get that donut. I got the documentation right here. It's unusual to laugh at someone stand up a second time after hearing it first, but there's something about that bit that fucking cracks me up. His delivery is amazing, too. He's fucking amazing, Mr. Shepard. His voice actually slouches. You almost want to make his voice stand up. It is the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Randy Moss. With the Titans, as soon as this weekend... Would be playing this weekend, Hicks? That's what it looks like, yeah. That's uh, crazy. Here's the big question. Uh, does this help the Titans, or does his attitude hurt the Titans? Does? It's going to end up hurting. It, yeah, it'll, Chris Johnson's, you know, they're running back, and I just think it's he's. I don't think he's going to get featured as much as he wants to. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they're just going to go to him. It's not really what they do there. And I think he's going to... Immediately be disappointed and start his uh, locker room stuff again. Uh, Hicks? Um, with Vince, I think Vince Young's out, so with Kerry Collins, he's going to do shit with Randy Moss. 
It's not going to matter to them, I think. But it's not going to hurt the team. Uh, not at all. No. Okay. Not at all. Uh, for me, I'd want the guy. I know a lot of people play a big thing about the attitude thing, but straighten the fucking guy's attitude out. The guy has talent. That fucking catch that Randy Moss made this year, that bomb that he made one-handed, Crazy. maybe was my favorite catch I've ever seen in the history of that fucking league. How would you not want the guy on, the, on your team? Just like when people are like, T.O. is done. I'm like, pick <laughs> him up. Fuck yeah. He fucking is having a great year this year. In the meantime, it's hurt me in fantasy, but T.O.'s having a fucking... You'd want him on your team. Why didn't we take that trade from Blowhard? Uh, it was Any so fucking stupid. We all could. We all had a chance at it. Well, actually, we could have anybody on Blowhard's team at any given time. He offered me a trade the other day for my top two players for basically his entire team. I would just have the Blowhard team. Um, and can you imagine how annoying that would have been to the rest of you? You could end up playing Blowhard two weeks in a row, for all you <laughs> oh, know. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Charlie, you're on Fez. Ronnie, uh, Randy Moss is the greatest deep threat in NFL history. Period. And he constantly has a bad attitude. And I wanted to ask you, why? What, what do you think happens in his brain? He's the greatest deep threat receiver in the history of the NFL with a terrible attitude. Wouldn't you uh, be happy? I think it goes beyond attitude and it's kind of a mental illness. There is something about him, and you could see it also when T.O. came in here. There was a pain in T.O.'s uh, face, and um, you'll see it in, in different people. You'll see a thing in them where it looks like, I don't know, they look like a beat dog. And there's something that happened with Randy that he's kind of mentally ill. Todd Allentown, you're in Fez. Yeah, Titans have a bye this week, so. Well, gives him a chance. To uh, fit uh, in with the rest Britt's of the team? Out. Yeah, Kenny Britt's out for four weeks, so it's going to help. Yeah, I don't see how it can help. And, you know, the whole, oh, that attitude will go through the locker room. The rest of those guys are professionals, too. And they probably have the most uh, street-smart coach in football. I think it's a good move for them. And then if he doesn't last, if if... If he doesn't come back uh, next year, whoever picks him up has to give them a, uh, a draft pick. So it's good all the way around. Uh, Jackie, you're on the Renafez show. Hi. Yeah. I just want to say something to Fez. Go ahead. Okay. Fez, I think you're awesome, and I feel bad whoever is doing this to you, and I think you should take Ron's advice on wearing the ninja suit. All right, that was really nice. Now, All right, Fez, Fez, you're awesome. Thank you. Jackie, you'll be glad to know this. Well, during the last commercial, uh head of security came down here, and he's taking you to the police department after the show, Fez. Yeah. And yep. you will be arrested. No, I'm not going to be arrested, but we're going to file a police report against the person sending this threatening mail. Um, here's uh, Mike. You're on Run Fez show. Hey. Pepper, I like how you said that Kerry Collins won't do anything. When He's not. Two weeks ago, he threw four touchdown passes to Kenny Britt. Whatever. It's going to be fine. Don't worry. Vince Young's the guy who fucking matters over there. Uh, Chris, you're on the run fest show. Hey, guys. Uh, Titans are on by this week, so uh, no, no playing of Randy Moss this weekend. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, the funny part is that if the three teams that he's been on, this is his, only, his first bye of the season. 
But uh, the addition of Moss to the Titans makes them instantly playoff contenders. First off, they are leading their division. Yeah, they were already uh, playoff contenders. They're already having uh, a real bounce back year for them. Uh, and Randy Moss, he, he can explode on you. And Kerry Collins is a you know a veteran quarterback who uh, is interesting. And then I think Vince is going to be back soon. Uh, more NFL news: James Harrison was fined yet again, twenty thousand dollars. Helmet to helmet, this time on Saints quarterback Drew Brees. He actually knocked a beauty mark off Drew Brees' face. Everyone had to get down on their hands and knees, and they found it. Thank you God. know that, Mark? You know where that's... Uh, you ever see that on his face? Uh-huh. You know where it's from, Fez? No. Shit. See, I make up things. I don't... You know, I go in different directions. That wasn't I'm true. moving around. No. Most of the things I say are not true. That's why I like you so much. Oh, uh, Hicks. wait, so is that, is that true? 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Jason, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, I read something about Randy Moss that uh, he actually doesn't like football. He's just such a superior athlete, and football just brings him millions of dollars, so he has to do it. There's a lot of people who play who aren't crazy about the game. It takes up a lot of time. It uh, hurts like fuck. There's a lot of pressure to it. Most of the people who play, they're not like little kids, like, oh, I'm going out and playing for fun. If they didn't get paid, they wouldn't show up. This is a job. Yeah. It's, just like, it's a lot of homework. I mean, coaches do whatever, working hundreds of hours a week or some crazy shit like that. Oh, the coaches don't go tape. home anymore. And then they, they expect the players to be the same way. It's just really funny. I mean, here we are in a town with two football teams. You never hear about those guys being anywhere. No, it's like uh, they had a random day off and they went home. Yeah, they're just like, I hurt. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to soak. I'm going to smoke a big fucking joint. And that's it for the rest of the day. I'm done. Um, Fez, I've noticed there's some uh, thing when you come into things that you want to talk about. And I notice for the first week... In your entire life, it's baseball. Um, Every day, you bring up a certain member of the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, I just they're such a team of characters and weirdos. Forget that. Who is the name that you bring up every day? Tim Lincecum. Every single day, it doesn't pass by, and I think somebody's been taking a gander. Now, Fez could not. Fez was one of those kids, when he played Little League, if he did get a bat on the ball, he'd run to third and then into oh, center field and then um, and then just lay down on the warning track. Why are you bringing his name up every day to me? What is it, What is the conversation you want about this young man? Well, it's just that uh, well, the latest thing is that... Um... Here's the latest thing. I can see right through you, Watley. What? Oh right, what are you right saying? Through. There's no... You would have no... You didn't even know him a week ago, right? That's no. Right. I even no though idea. he won Cy Young Awards. Right. I didn't had know no he idea. was. No, I didn't know about that until I saw some and now, World Series coverage. Now, every day on the stuff you want to talk about, his name is there. And I haven't gone to it once because I get nervous with Fez with baseball talk because guys will make fun of you. Mm-hmm. So why do you keep wanting to talk about this young gentleman? Well, it's just that there's always something interesting about him. He's uh, he's really a superstar. He stands out. He's good-looking. He's personable. He's charismatic. 
Good luck. And so here we are in this conversation. And why do you want to do it? How quickly before they start and tease you about it? Yeah. Okay. What is the reason that you want to talk about him? Um, I just, I just find that I just find the character fascinating. Mm-hmm. A character. Eh? So we're here. We're sitting. We're waiting for the conversation. We're not getting. He's a fascinating guy. No, he's not. He's a pitcher. Um, Ethan, you're on the Run and Fez show. Is this all because his name ends in come? All right. See, oh, no. this is the stuff I worry about. Um, it's a concern. It's a concern. Um, by the way, Village Voice gave 50 reasons, uh, to great reasons to live in New York. You know what number one was, Hicks? Uh, food. You never get a DUI. Oh, cool. No one's ever been arrested for a DUI in New York. Uh, but, uh, Fez, one of the reasons they gave, it reminded me of you immediately, is that you can be alone here. And never feel lonely. Yeah, you're always telling us that you're a lonely guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And according to this, impossible to feel lonely in New York. Well, I mean, I don't have a special someone in my life. Right, but that's no reason not to feel lonely. You could be out, hanging out, doing stuff, yet you still feel lonely. Yeah, it just it happens. I mean, I can feel very, if I'm even out in a crowd of people, it can still hit me. Where it's like, all right, I feel very much alone here, and it's a, it's an odd feeling. Why is it an odd feeling? Well, to be in a crowded city and then still feel pretty, you know, because it looks when you're when I'm out in a crowd, it does feel like everyone else has somebody with them. Here's Bill in Boston. You're in Manifest. Yeah, I heard that uh, Lincecum guy is a faggot who likes to lick crotch luggage. Oh, please. If only, if only that were true. Now, um, Fez is setting himself up like he's taxi driver. He's basically just driving around the streets. This fucking streets smell like piss. I'm going to get rid even with all these fuckers. The pimps, the hookers, the drug dealers. Um, Chris, you're on the run of Fez show. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, how yesterday, um, like, everybody was, was saying that some people are too retarded and they shouldn't have kids. Um, my question is, if, if that was possible, would we even have football or Randy Moss altogether? Um, so you you think everybody who plays football is retarded? No, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, um, he is kind of retarded, and would he be as good as he is, you know, if he wasn't? And putting himself in like certain positions to you know make kids. Uh, time you're on the run, Fez. Sure. Uh, hey, Ronnie, what's going on? Good. Listen, I just want to point something out to Fezzy, who's uh, such a football guru. Actually, having Randy, having uh, Randy Moss opens up Chris Johnson like a madman. They got to double team him now, which means that less people would line to take out uh, Chris Johnson. I mean, that's how it should work, and I agree with you. But my point is, it's never going to be enough for Randy Moss. So what? It's half a season left. Half a season left, and he has to present himself, well, for next year. Uh, as far as Randy Moss goes, go back and watch um, when he was with the Vikings. For that short period, he was double-teamed every single play. Now, if you have him on your fantasy league, that doesn't help you. 
But if you have Chris Johnson or some of the other Titans on your fantasy team, you, you might be seeing some extra fucking points. I'm talking with you, Mikey Boy. Hey, is Mikey Boy coming in today? Yeah, he's coming by. What about the llama? Uh, the llama, I'm not sure if he can make it. Okay. Because I was noticing, he and the llama are starting to look like father and son. Yeah, I noticed that too at Eddie Brill. <laughs> Sitting next to each other in the air. Eight six six run zero fez. Eight six six run zero fez. Um, here's uh, Tony Armando fez. Hey, uh, Fezzy, I believe that uh, you're 100 percent right with that. Whether you're in New York or Podunk, New York, uh, feeling alone is a state of mind, and you know you need to get out there and experience some life. And I think then you'll be good, buddy. Uh, do you think it's a state of mind, Fez, or a state of being? Well, um, I think it's a state of being. Where it's, uh, it just... But if you're lonely in a crowd of friends, right? Uh-huh. Then that would be a, a state of mind. Oh, okay. All right, so, I'm sorry, state of mind, then. Um, that, it's almost like you want to somehow be, uh, um, if, if you somehow want to be lonely. Or at least alone. Uh, Jim, South Dakota, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Uh, I wanted to stick up for Fezzy. Uh, so what if he wants to tongue the bung of the Cy Young? I just want to know what Fezzy, who has zero interest in uh, baseball, throws this guy up on his things to talk about list every day. Now, as far as you, Fez... Um, if I can be honest with you, you're a lovely boy. And I know uh, that your parents teach what they've learned. They dressed you up warmly. They sent you to school. They taught you how to fight to be no one's fool. You're a lonely boy. Oh, what a lonely boy. Uh, here is uh, Tony, Kentucky, you're in my face. Yeah, Ron, a uh, big fan of the show. I just wanted to back up what you were saying earlier. I saw some statistics on uh, Sports Center. They said while uh, Moss was with the uh, Vikings these last few games, he was targeted 31 times, and he was double-covered, 26 of them, which meant there weren't eight men in the box, which should allow the running back to run him up. You would That's think all. if you've got a Chris Johnson and a Randy Moss on the same team, the danger of a breakaway fucking touchdown is there constantly, whether it's going deep to him or leaving things open for Chris Johnson. And Chris Johnson has not looked the same this year. I've been amazed a couple of times. I haven't watched a lot of the Titans, but whenever I'm doing I'm like, last year he was such a threat at all times. And this year it's just like, it's always weird when you see a back fall off because they look exactly the same. Yeah. And, but something is completely different. Um... George, you're on the Run of show. Hey, Ronnie B, love you. Hey, do you know about the trade deadline? I thought that's in like mid-October, so Randy can't even play in the playoffs. I haven't Correct? seen that brought up anywhere, but that would be interesting. Okay. Uh, we'll look. Uh, we'll look that fact up for you. I haven't heard it in any of the stuff though, so I, I had s assumed uh, he could still get involved. Ryan, Wyoming, you're on the Run of show. Fezzy, 
I want to know why we're talking about Randy Moss and we could be talking about the five and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go Bucks! This is the uh, this weekend. This is the big test. The Atlanta Falcons. This will be this will be who's number one in the division. Yeah, this would be the only team ever that you would say the big test is the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know if you can say that about another fucking team They're- all year. Now, last night um, the llama won it in. So if he's changed his mind since then, let me know. I like to take care of the young bastard, though. I consider him the anti-radio shark. Which I mean is a positive. Uh, Fez, Letterman beat Leno last night, a month, in the ratings. But oddly, they were both beat by Jon Stewart. Now, at one point... um, Letterman and Leno were both off for one of the weeks here, uh-huh. but I think that has very little to do with it. John Stewart is on fucking Comedy Central, and I don't know whether he's just beating him in the money demos. I think it's probably just the mon- money demos, the younger demos, and not overall. But this is phenomenal, for, and it goes to show you this whole guest race thing. Who gives a shit? Uh... Daily Show never gets great guests. Well, I'm what I I don't mean that they don't get great guests. They don't get the big name guests. No giant right. movie stars. Show no Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise, fucking whoever these people are that are um, supposedly all of them fight about. So here's the big question. I'm going to pull you into this. I am sorry, Fez. I'm going to pull you into this one. Does this bode well for Kanan O'Brien? Um, I think it does. I think it is. It's something different. I, that, I think that's what this was all about. That people got tired of Jay Leno, and they started looking uh, to the alternatives that are there. Uh, false. It's just the opposite. It's not even so much that the that uh, his stuff is going on. But when you watch the Daily Show, you're a hardcore fan. When you watch the Tonight Show, you're more or less a casual person. Watching it. Same with Letterman. But the as you saw what happened in Washington, D.C., hardcores, hardcores showed up. Now, what is happening to late night television and television in general is the casual fans are going opposite places. People used to be like, there's nothing on. I'll put on The Tonight Show. It's here. They have a million other things to do now. So I don't think this is a thing of I'm gotten tired of Jay Leno. It's not like Jay Leno's fans are going to The Daily Show. It ain't happening that way. The Daily Show's fans are sticking as the other fans, uh, the casual fans, are taking off. But is this good for Conan O'Brien? I don't know. Because, number one, he's going to be up against The Daily Show. And they're entrenched there for like uh, 10 years. They're not the new kids on the block. All right, this is the 18 to 49-year-old demo. And that demo is important to advertisers because uh, they're the people that can still be fooled with advertising. Uh, Once, if, if you're under 18, you can't be fooled. And somehow as you get older, people go like this. Oh, we don't need it. There is a there's a second maturity level that comes in, and the maturity level of people going like this. 
I'm not going to run out and buy a fucking iPod this week. It's going to be half that price next year. You know, it's not that people over 50 don't buy things, but they don't buy it because they just saw a commercial. So they think before they act then. They think, and then they also think to themselves, I don't know if Coca-Cola is going to make me as happy as these people are. Or black. Plus, I don't want to go out on a tire and dive off into the water from it. So... I'll just stick with my sensible soft drink that I have here, Mr. Pibb. Uh, I will probably see Conan and Leno respond to this by um, putting together their own form of a rally. Of just seeing if that helps things out. You think Conan and Leno are going to team up? No, not together. I mean, their own separate rallies. Letterman won't bother with it, but I could see Leno and Conan trying it. Together? No, no, each one would do, wonder, try to do their own rally. wonder why he would bring them both up with the term a rally. Conan actually just said in a Playboy interview that he's banned Jay Leno from his show for life. He'll never have him on. Except for if he wants to be a musical uh, guest. Okay. And I don't know whether you know this or not, but the man plays his xylophone and does it well. And he's no from clue. Boston. Right. And everybody in Boston can. And you know why, Hicks? Why is that? They love that dirty water. They love that dirty water, and then uh, Boston is their home. Coming up in just a little bit, about an hour, we're going to do the Reggie Watts Unmasked. Oh, listen to that. Here it comes. This is what the new Tonight Show theme should be. I'm going to tell you about my town. It's kind of sad that the Red Sox start losing again, huh? Now the Patriots are losing again. Celtics lost the fucking last things. What happened to that town? They were Sports Central there for a little while. If that last half of the 2000s. Break here. Frustrated women. Why are they frustrated, babe?
Everybody, this is Ron Fez show on a Friday. Eagle flies tonight, so be careful. Uh, we'll be playing the Reggie Watts in its entirety coming up at uh, two o'clock. You want to listen close to this one because we get interrupted about, I guess, somewhere about halfway through it, as uh, a famous person comes to the window. And starts uh, distracting us. It was one of the crazier things I was ever involved in in my life. Totally surreal. Surreal. Is that even more real than real or less real? I think more. Um, James, you're on a Fez. Hey, this is James. Yeah. Hey, how you guys doing? I got a question for you. Does it matter that... Uh, that John Stewart's on at the same time as most local news broadcast, and that you know it ends at eleven thirty uh, on the East Coast when uh, the late shows are you know kicking up. Well, yeah, I mean they had all the late shows in, no matter what they were, whether they were um, Jimmy Fallon or you know. So they actually ran this for a couple hours. Uh, send me in Young Rustin, though, would uh, you? Thanks. Uh, but no, I mean it doesn't mean anything, but I'm sure it feels good over there at Comedy Central because it wasn't that long ago you would never compare Comedy Central to a network show. Um, Rustin, it's a very interesting thing going on right now. Today, you went up against Blowhard and Fez Watley. Yeah. And you would have expected a beat down there. Yeah. Uh, you annoyed Blowhard by your anti-Yankee stuff. Mm -hmm. And why did he annoy you, Fez? Um, I believe it was just the, um, the d disrespectful attitude. What do you mean by that? Um, it's the attitude that's been, um, he's had since he's gotten here. It's certainly not an attitude, but it's more of a word that you use occasionally, Rustin. The N-word? No, that word's fine. We're talking about the other word. And that's one that Fez doesn't like. Is that what you were getting to, Fez? Yeah, that's what I meant. Well, let me cut to the chase, then. Let's not beat around the bush. All right, like, here's the bush, right? Uh-huh. Don't beat around it. You cut through the bush to the chase, and off you go. Well, I expected for you to get torpedoed. Yeah. And yet, you have a cheerleader out there, and it doesn't end. It is Baby Girl, oh. who says she's on Team Rustin. She's hear. also said that you're her new Sam. Really? Whoa. Now, I would love to hook you two up together, uh, except for I'm so scared that she would snap you like a breadstick. Yeah. I mean, I don't think your little body is ready for that. Really? Hicks, wh wh what do you think? I don't think he's up for it. I don't know. Maybe give the kid a chance. He barreled over Blowhard. Yeah. And accidentally knocked Fez down on the way there. Um, 
in that race, you were racing towards the the goal, yeah. right? Yeah. And Fez, you had your back turned to the goal, and we're just kind of looking up at some clouds. So he, he, he knocked him down. Now, because of that, you find yourself with the cute girls being after you. Yeah. Well, I like hearing that. I'm not going to lie. That's good to hear. It is good to hear. I just don't think you're ready for this. Well, I mean, I've heard there's the myth is that Northeastern women are not the same as, as women in the South. No, no. Um, number one, they use deodorant. Yeah. Uh, number two, they don't smell like cattle. So it's going to be, this would be very exciting for you. Yeah. But too much. Why, why, I mean, why too much? I mean, I need to experience everything about... Because she would snack your spine like it was a, a stack of dimes. You just aren't ready for this. You just aren't ready. But I do think it's nice that she's saying good things about you. It's very nice. And I trust you implicitly, uh, Rod. So I'm going to take your advice on this. But, but I am very happy to see those Twitters coming out. Oh, uh, yeah. Those tweets. Um, I'd like to see some pro-Fez tweets out there. You, you, you can't even jump into the fun today. You're still upset, huh, buddy? Yeah, I'm sorry. All right. I don't mean to. You just want to kick. Is it the letter or the other stuff? Um, I think it's both. All right. Well, then can I say this, Rustin Fez and Blowhard one? What? Yeah, just let him have it. Okay. Good, good job, hey, Fez. Hey, Fez, big winner. Who's the big winner? Fezzy. Who's in the winner's circle? That's Fez. Because of what you did to Rustin, remember? Mm-hmm. He's just a grand. Yeah. I'll take some I don't care. Yeah. It's okay. Count the fucking lights this time, kid, and I'm going to promise you a shot at the championship belt one day. Well, I never want to take Chris, a dive, but all right. Uh, I want you to stay over with Fez tonight. All right. I want um, your arm to the fucking teeth, and I don't want you to have one of your drunk dreams where you get up and kill everyone in the house. Do I have to sleep with that air mattress? Yeah, you'll finally get a little something for your back. Oh, go oh, cool. Okay. How many chairs do you have at your, your house, Fez? I have a futon that sits two, the uncomfortable lounge chair, and a computer chair. So, basically, Where four. do you sit in your, in your house when you're there? I sit on the futon. Why? It's more comfortable than the, uh, the hideous lounge chair. There's nothing comfortable about a fucking futon. No, sounds like we need to take a little trip to Ikea before the, uh, the big party. Yeah, but I don't want them to go in deep, you know? I won't need, uh, you know... Twenty chairs after this, after the party. Well, no, just so where you, where do you think about seating people? Well, I was thinking um, of like just trying to rent some chairs, bring some chairs in. Rent it chairs? Yeah. Gross. Yeah, that's a little disgusting. Yeah. What, Is chairs? that that attitude that you hate, Fez, that he's doing right now? Uh, I'm, because I'm I trying to think one. of a solution, right. and all I get is gross back. Right. Okay. Uh, I got you. Thinking of a solution. I don't know if you're paying attention. I'm looking up some really nice leather couches, some really comfortable things, some uh, a, lot, a lot of great stuff. I think you Kids should all pay over. attention. Um, uh, let's go over here. Uh, Nikki, by the way, I can't believe that he brings family up from, from Florida when he doesn't have any place to sit their asses down and no place for them to sleep. A futon and a computer chair? And then an air mattress in their bedroom. That's that's the that's the worst part. I remember Dave was over there and he freaked out. Well, because isn't everything covered with towels too? Mm, I don't want to get into it all. Okay. 
Uh, Nikki Fink put out this story. Mark Burnett, back on network TV with a big adventure competition. I know you're not familiar with this guy, Fez, but he started Survivor. He started The Apprentice. He was at one time the big daddy of reality TV that since he's kind of fallen back a little bit since American Idol and uh, some of those things. This new one is called Expedition Impossible. It's impossible to actually even finish. It's kind of an array, amazing race type thing with three people on a team instead of two. Teams of three solve problems while racing across the deserts, over mountains, and through rivers. Hit or miss, Fuzzy. Gigantic hit. Uh, let's go back over. Yeah, it's going to be a huge mess. Oh, why? I, it's 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 overdone. I mean, you had you have Amazing Race, who's it's definitely already been out to, there. I mean, it's everything that's been done, and this an Indiana Jones style experience. I don't know if you remember the last Indiana Jones movie. Didn't go over too hot. I don't think people are into this anymore. I don't think people care. Amazing Race is still gigantic. It um, people tune in and it wins the Emmys every year. This yeah, is but an that's extreme different. Amazing Race. But that's the thing. Remember, The Apprentice was big, but all the other billionaire shows. Nobody wanted them. Same with the singing competitions. Nobody wants them. The dancing competition, one does great, the others fall short. Nobody likes the rip-off show. That's what kind of bums me out about Mark Burnett. Why are you doing a rip-off show? I also think it's going to be big because of just the travel as aspect of it. Where yes, Amazing Race. Amazing Race is big for that. Yeah, there's... Every little niche that this show is trying to go after has already been covered more than ten times. I mean, every little thing is just, it's over. That's what bums me out about it. He was the early guy into this thing. Why would you be copying off Amazing Race? That's what I don't get. Oh, it's like Amazing Race, but there's an extra person. How's that fun? How about the maybe if they fucking kidnap somebody... And that person would be able to, you know, they have to be drug around the country or the world. Now, I, I am against the show, but I just read a little further, and they are now casting for three-person teams. I think the Ron and Fest show could put together a little uh, Expedition Impossible team. We could sweep this thing. We could win it. Um, there's a possibility there. You, Blowhard, and then we have to pick one other person. Jesus. Uh, Tom, you're on Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. I got a solution for uh, Fez's, Fez's fancy football party. Stop being so cheap, Fez. Pry that wallet out of your pocket and buy some crushed Corinthian leather sofas. The boys are coming over. Uh, but not only that, why do you live all this way like this, Fez? You have money. Why do you live this way? Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, it's always been a case of, all right, I've been there by myself, so I didn't need anything more. Right. Well, your family comes to visit. Yeah, yeah. So you would have a nice place for them to come to. What do you have in your dining room? I don't have anything there. No, there's nothing there. It's just um, I think I have like a uh, I have like a, a a coffee table there. Well, you put coffee out? No. Why do you have a coffee table there? Just to put you know like photo of uh, you know frames out and stuff like that. Right, you put the frames out. Who's going to sit down and look at them? There's no chairs. Well, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's basically, what the, the, I mean, if you sit on the futon, you're fine. He's, you, you're in the dining room, right? 
There's just a coffee. Which is, yeah, which is part of the living room. Oh, I thought you had a fucking dining room because you went back to that same building I was in. That place always had a dining room. Oh no, mine doesn't. No, mine doesn't have. Isn't the same setup as you had. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I have like a space in the living room that's supposed to be used as part of the dining room. Honesty, you're you're working honesty and loving it. Um, here's uh, Kevin. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Hey, yeah. Fez. I got some chairs you can borrow if you need them. Um, I got a great idea for a new reality show. We'll like have some judges. And they'll go around to different cities and have people do auditions for a singing competition. Never been done before. Yeah, only this time they also have to be able to whistle. Um, Rich. Oh, it's Rich on the 28th floor. Hello, Rich. Uh, hey, Ron. How's it going? Well, we're only we're eight floors What's above you, bad? so we're doing well. Uh, I, I just wanted to point out that Amazing Race has already run with four people. They had a family show. I never watched it. I watched it once when people running through the airport disgust me. I can't stand it. Well, how is this different than Amazing Race, Fez? Because I really don't watch. I just, I always think it's a bad idea to come in second. I think with Amazing Race, it's going to be, you have like, like silly challenges that you have to get past each week. You know, I don't know what that means. You know, it's like silly string? Yeah, like maybe riding a burrow across the finish line or something. I guess with this new Mark Burnett show, it's going to be really hardcore stuff. Well, you're going um, to basically have to be an athlete to do it. By the way, I might. Uh, have we got anything we're doing Monday night? Because uh, Just John is doing a meet and tweet. I might uh, want to go there. Meet, M E A T, and then tweet. Oh. Do you tweet the people that you meet? I don't know how it works. I don't know what the whole thing that goes on there, but uh, he's always involved. I'd like to get there before he thinks his car's stolen. Uh, Eddie, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. Fezzy. Yes. You got to get yourself a big old sectional that you sit down and you, like, sink into it. It'll make you feel better. It'll, you got to get some kick-ass furniture, bro. You, you, there's a couple things you have to do, Fez. Number one, stop lying that you have a dining room when you don't and confusing everyone. Because all I thought of was a room with a coffee table there. And if you're going to work the honesty angle, and that's where you want to be, right? Yeah. Who puts the H in honesty? Fez. I don't get it. What's the H in Fez connection? I, I don't know. Anyway, if you're going to work the honesty angle, you've got to be completely honest. Fucking George Washington style, right? Who's George Washington? Father of the country. Hmm? Um, let's go over here to Charlie. You're on the Run of Fez show. Funny, well, I thought most people in Fez's situation have, you know, decorating parties. They go to decorating shows. I mean, it's a major event, and I, I don't understand how he's not part of that culture where decorating is, it's like their lifeblood. Hmm. He's got nothing for discretionary income. All right, it's a very good point here, and I'm going to pitch that back to Fez. Fez, this is a culture you hope to get into, right? Right, yeah. Um, but don't you think personality-wise and the way that you live your life is closer to Chris Stanley's than the people in that? 
And I don't mean that in a bad way. Chris Stanley is a regular guy. But if we took a look at you, the way you're dressed, really baggy clothes, your hair is a little too shaggy, uh, the pants don't fit, you're wearing baggy pants, dragging down the ass. You dress like a regular guy. You're keeping an apartment like a regular guy. And yet there's one part of us you say, but I'm not a regular guy. But then you don't make the move over into the, for lack of a better term, irregular world. Yeah, I guess uh, some of those skills haven't been as um, honed yet, I guess. It isn't a matter of skill. It would be a like, a preference. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't even have to do it well. You would just have to think that it was important. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, if you wanted to be a guy who rode a bicycle, no one's saying, oh, I've seen other guys ride bicycles. But No, he's just a cyclist. The rest of us aren't going to know where you finished. And if you were telling me, oh, I run marathons, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm like, he's a marathon runner. Now, for all I know, you're the worst one every week. But you're still running marathons. But if you sat on your couch, or in, their, in your case, futon, and said to me for years, I'm going to start running marathons, I expect you to get up off the futon. I haven't completely, I am not completely sold that that other place that you want to be is where you're heading. And this, when you hear odd stuff like this, it, it brings it up. I remember when you said you were in that other apartment, it was pretty stylish and immaculate, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And yours, mm, there's a futon. Um, I mean, the thing is, you you don't have to leave. Like, I've already, just sitting here right now, I've kind of put together... A nice living room set, and they're ready to deliver it to me tomorrow. How much money? Well, right now we're just over $3,200 with the sectional and then a couple of... Uh, I think it looks things. like shit. I think it looks like guy furniture, if I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. It looks like something in the fucking, I'm going to say the lobby of the Waco what? Hamptons. No, I think that's nice. It's a nice Yeah, set. nice isn't what we're looking for. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm on overstock right now. I'll go I'm, to some higher price. Yeah, spots. go ho, I'll go overprice. We want something that's going to make a strange dick hard. All right, a fucking Frenchman. Well, we haven't done this quite in a long time. I can't believe it. Look who's back, Polo. From the legendary Warner Fest Studios in a predominantly white neighborhood, Warner Fest presents Showtime with the Paul Lowe. Hey, Paul, you like the movie? Hey, you like the movie? How you doing? Uh, Paul, it's been a long time since you've been to the movies. Um, oh, I, I saw every week. You've lost your passion for film, but it's coming back now because of this week, this weekend's fair. Well, absolutely. There's actually two very good movies. I mean, I'm you know I'm not ex- enormously excited about what what's coming in the next few weeks uh, with the Oscar season uh, very much upon us. But this week, definitely two very. You you are excited about Oscar season, or you're not? I I not. I'm kind of cautiously optimistic, but I'm not really excited about some of the things I'm seeing. Uh, but both of the movies this week are very strong. All right. Movies this week, the one that you're excited about is Color Girls, starring Tyler Perry. No, now, actually not. What is it about Tyler Perry where he could get away with the title of this film? 
Well, first of all, this comes from a very famous play that I think was from the 60s. or And, and so it actually probably this is Tyler Perry's attempt. Wasn't to there a book called The Color People? Yeah, The Color Purple. That's Color like Purple. That. Huh? Uh, this is something called the color uh, for colored girls who committed suicide or, or committed they committed suicide. suicide. It's a very long title. It's a yeah, but there is they didn't of... already die. Were they just laying there? <laughs> no, it's it's a long. Isn't title it colored girls who have considered suicide? Right. That's Don't you want to get it? Now Tyler Perry is a gigantic marketing genius. Yes or no? Yeah, he's he's, he's definitely found his niche. Oh, don't be racist. Uh, so you expected another big hit from him? Um, I think it'll fall within the parameters of the you know the kind of box office he does, which is strong considering you know he probably doesn't spend a ton of money. You know, nothing. He has never spent well. any money at all. <laughs> I I don't know for sure, but they I mean, have I, run I coupons on I believe it was grape soda, but that was it. And I I I am a huge admirer of Tyler Perry's because he can get. He has invented, forget invented a, a genre of film, he's invented an audience that will show up for him. He's done it on in theater, he's done it in TV, he's done it in filmmaking. A phenomenal, phenomenal success, and the audience that he appeals to didn't even ex exist before he started doing it. I, I think that's exactly right. And I, and I never fact, even see him like go on The Tonight Show or anything. Does he do things like that? Occasionally, I've seen him do something, but I, I'm, you know, I haven't seen him that much. No, I mean, the fact is, is that he acts in almost all of his movies, and you know, he mixes it up. He does comedies, he does dramas, he does the theater is very broad. Some of the stuff is not so broad. And as I say, this is he's picking out something here that's a classic of black, uh, you know, a classic black play that he didn't write, and you know, obviously. So, how many stars are you giving this one? Well, personally, I'm you know I, I I respect what he's trying to do, but I still don't think he's a. a so how many stars? Uh, out of what? Out of uh, I I guess I'll give him out of stars. I'll give him two and three quarters. Racist, racist. Uh, Charlie in Jersey, you're on Fez. Paulo, uh, good to hear you. I wanted to know if you saw that article that G Baby wrote. You know that was blown up by the diner. You know he's he's got his whole life ahead of him and. You know, everything's turning out roses for G-Baby. You know, how do you, how do you feel about G-Baby's success? I think, uh, I frankly don't know that much about it, but I mean... Well, what uh, you need to do is go over and check out the blog. He's writing for the biggest movie blog in the in the world right now. Slashfilm.com. Um, are you writing uh, I mean, I, on any I online honestly, journals, Paulo? I honestly appreciate this, the, you know, anybody who appreciates films, and I think G-Baby does, so I, oh. I give him that. Are you happy for his success? Um, I'm happy for, I don't, again, I, I mean, I, I was angry with him once. Because Is, are you happy me. knowing that he's been able to accomplish so much more than you ever have? That's Does that true. make you feel I mean, good? I've, I've accomplished a lot, but unfortunately my life was spent, you know, in the service of some people in my life. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say that uh, I wish I wasn't, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tyler Perry. I wish I was Tyler Perry. but I'm. You, know, you I'm, wish you were G-Baby. I would, no, I don't. I don't. If you could trade yeah, places with him right now, would you do it? Um, how much? How old is he again? He's eighteen. Eighteen. I would change. Yeah, I would do. Uh, yes, yes, I would trade places. All right. Uh, anything else to review, Paulo? You're always reviewing yeah. the black films, but no. I mean, any white the, stuff. You know, two, 
two solid Oscar contenders. I mean, there's 127 and there's Fair Game with Sean Penn. And I will, uh, let's go into 127, because I thought this was due date weekend. I thought this was Megamind weekend. I didn't know this was 127 weekend. What's the story there? Because I'll go 127 on a motherfucking cop. Oh, wait, that's 187. I got confused. I mean, as far as box office go, due date, Mega Mine are going to be fighting out for the dollars. There's no question. And then Tyler Perry's going to pick up the scraps. And fair game in 127, maybe they won't make it. Let's do this. Let's say this. You're going to be, you'll be indie guy. And and I'm, let G-Baby review the films that people like to go see. And you review the little films that no one goes to go see. I'm not going to say that I'm even, you know, I'm never trying to put myself up for as, as an opinion. I mean, everybody has an opinion. Critics have their opinion. Here's Mike and Queens. You're on Run Fez. I think Tyler has a very good chance at us. Is that what you're saying? Is that what your blurb is going to be, Polo? Um, again, I'm not, I'm not fronting for Tyler this week. I'd rather front what? for Danny Boyle. Uh, tell us about the Danny Boyle film. Okay, 127 is a true story about uh, a guy who was pinned to a rock, uh, um, you know, by a giant boulder. You know, and he, he did a video. Would uh, you say this? Danny's Oscar chances are boiling over. Get, get, get. How about this? Oscar will chew off its own arm. Get, 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 get. Anything like that, Polo? Danny Boyer brings 127 Oscars. Get, get, get. Are you revealing? Are you revealing the ending of the movie? Of course, you know that he has to cut his arm off. To, uh, I didn't even know that happened. I was still talking about Tyler Perry's movie. Uh, the fact is, is that this this movie is by Danny Boyle, who did, of course, Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, Danny Boyle, your Oscar chances are calling. Very. Danny Boyle, I assume, is Irish, but the fact mm. is, is that he's a very accomplished filmmaker. Won the Oscar for Best Picture, uh, picture. a couple of years ago. What picture? Slumdog Millionaire. Mm. And of course, we all love Train Spotting. Mm -hmm. So, what's your and point? So, I mean, oh, I'm just saying. Is this film in 3D? No. Too bad. No, Mega Mind is though. If you care about that sort of thing, you know, I mean, it, 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 don't Mega Mind. If I do go to the Oscars, that is, get 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 get. Now, uh, John, in New York, you're on Running Fez. You got an Oscar blurb for Polo. I do, but I'm more I'm more concerned about where my copy of Gap is. You know, I ordered it some ten months ago, Polo. Polo, send him his copy of Gap. All right, just uh, send him yeah, two copies. Can I get a pre-release of Gap too? Absolutely, absolutely. Just, uh, just. Can uh, you send them some of your wife's old shoes that you're not using anymore? I actually am going to have a major, major. Can I get a shirt from Gallo? What else do you have that I might be able to get? You have to well, take it in. Take his information. There's a gap on Polo's table where his Oscar should be. <laughs> what was the announcement uh, you were going to make, Paul? I just saying that there, I will be selling a lot of my uh, my possessions. That's Memorabilia. Sure. Why are you selling it, Polo? Uh, I have too much. Mm. Much stuff. Way too. Isn't much it stuff. funny? You have too much, and Fez has too little. <laughs> I, I. How much does Fez have? Um, let's move on to due date. What did you think of that, Polo? Oscar bound. Due date. I mean, it's not you know Robert Downey Jr. and Zach. And I, you want to say his last name for me? I. No. Galifianakis. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, the funny thing about that guy... That How about this? If you do date an Oscar contender, it will be Zach Galifianakis. Does that work? Sure. Jamie Foxx shows up as well, and, you know, so he's an Oscar winner, you know. Mm. Uh, obviously from the director of, uh, Todd Phillips, the director of The Hangover. Fox on the run to an Oscar! Other actors can Galifianakis their Oscars goodbye! I like that one, Fez. That was good. I didn't even see that. I didn't even find that in there. It's like when you're playing Scrabble, and someone just comes, you're like, fuck! I would have never got that. I mean, this Galifianakis is a huge star now. He's bigger than Mel Gibson, I hear. You know, he's a huge star. So, I mean, uh, you know, what can I say? Obviously, in my opinion, The Hangover was a, an okay comedy. Give some love to Oscar chances for Galifianakis. <laughs> the, the Hangover was an okay comedy that was saved by a blowjob at the end of the movie in the credits. That's who blew you? Really, I think. Or who did you blow? I no, it wasn't me. Mm. So anyway, but and of course, you know, you got and now he's a big name. Uh, and and I remember when he did a show on VH1. It was going to be like a Tonight Show type of thing. It lasted one. I don't even think it lasted the whole show. What's that got to do with your movie review? I'm just mentioning Zach Galifianakis. I'm What's his name? Monitoring his career. I'm monitoring his career. Well, he's just he's starting to sound like a stalker. <laughs> trajectory of his career. So, uh, and I'm very. How's his wife still alive, Paul? Yes, probably so. If he's married, I don't see. Do you see him as being straight? No, your wife. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, she's doing okay. fine. She's great. Do I, I see who is being people. straight? Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he's uh, he's straight, <laughs> isn't he? He's married. Well, who um, who are you saying isn't straight? Zach. Now, why is the biggest insult that he can come up with? He's on my queer sickle. Because he hates Zach Galifianakis, so that's the uh, one thing he can think to say about him. This year, uh, Zach Galifianakis will be sucking Oscar's dick Why another Oscar mounts him from behind and kick, 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 kicks into his asshole. Polo, that's horrible to say. Is it? No, you were accusing me of blowing somebody in the theater. Who's that? I didn't accuse you. Another fucking... Another uh, person said they saw that happen. It's like nobody, it never happened. Another critic said that they saw you blowing someone in the theater while you fingered your own ass. I never did. And it took place during Schindler's List. It could, no. I swear to you, I did masturbate in the back of a theater to a Meryl Streep movie. Which movie? Plenty. Plenty. Which movie in particular? Plenty. Oh, the movie Plenty. I think meant plenty of times. <laughs> plenty. <laughs> what scene was, was it that got to you? I don't know. I just was, I was, you know, I was in a rhapsody, I guess. I was thinking about the French lieutenant's woman or something. I don't know what it was. All right, let's take so, a look I, at some of these Plenty scenes. I don't even remember this movie. What year did this come out? Oh, like in the 80s. Mm, so you jacked off in the theater in the 80s, not since? <laughs> yes. Um, anyway... The, the due date is a... Uh, hold on. Comedy. Here's Joe. Joe, you're on Fez. Move over, Iron Man. Here comes Golden Man. Uh, Will, Charlotte, you're on Fez. Hey, they're going to be throwing a Galifianakis at the Oscars. All right, that, <laughs> that might have topped Fez on that one. Because I didn't see Galas. I didn't see Kiss in there, and I didn't see Galab. Paul O., 
Uh, now, we've put up this plenty here. Very saucy little film. Is she riding cock there? <laughs> no, it's not. It, you know, sometimes it's all it's in your mind. Uh, Diego, you're in Fez. Oh, well, once you fess up, it was Sophie's Choice in that movie. <laughs> I did probably jerk off to Sophie's Choice, too. But that's not the point. The point is, other thing. I'd love to cram my cock in. Uh, oh, oh God. <laughs> A baby died in that movie, Paulo. A baby died. Jesus Christ. I know. So, anyway, the, the point A is baby died in that movie, Paulo. That's Paolo. wrong, Paulo. I know. It was a sad movie, actually. I Which one? Plenty? Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice was a very sad movie. I've seen Which it. one did the dingo get her Oscar? Um, let's go over here to uh, Mikey Boy. You're on my face. Oscar's going to be traded in his Chevy for a Galifianakis. Oh. <laughs> um, the point is, is that, uh, you know, we've seen... <laughs> Uh, so can't figure players. it out. I don't know. It's nice that he called, though. He's a good guy. He's in our league. So you masturbated at doubt. What happened? Why did you even bring that up? <laughs> I didn't doubt. I didn't masturbate at doubt. Well, then it went. There was the Philip Seymour Hoffman. When in doubt, take it out. It get 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 get. Um, the, the due date. Uh, uh, hold on. Here's Howie in New York. Your manifest. Galifianakis. Oscar material exactly because Zach. Good, good, good. Mm. Now, you know, I did do a, a kind of an Oscar type performance earlier in the year where he was in a mental ward and everything else, and I, I, I actually respect the guy and think he's an interesting guy as an actor, uh, frankly, and you know maybe as a comedian too. I've never seen his act, but you know, I, I'm not. I'm just saying, Dude Date is you know has Robert Downey Jr. and Jamie Foxx, who are both Academy Award caliber actors i would say uh, but this is a stupid comedy That's but all. was it fun did you have a fun time i don't know you know they're miserable through the whole freaking movie they they kind of hate each other they're thrown together by circumstance you know and it's this kind of tension planes and trains and oscar chances exactly if planes trains and automobiles all over go midnight run all over again and i mean the, th the fact of the matter is is that uh, you know to a lot of times they're miserable in the movie and you have to laugh at their pain i mean so, so you I, like is, you like films where people are really happy comedies like that everything's going your way exactly i like i that. didn't know that there was a comedy without some stress on the lead actor well it's true that's i guess the conflict well the paul major. if we could only see one movie this uh this summer what should we see? well actually there's another very good movie out this weekend very quickly i only got a couple minutes and then we got to go somebody that the Sean people want to hear Penn and naomi watts it's a true story of the uh the uh cia um agent who was outed by the Bush administration and Scooter Libby. Uh, this year they're going to blame it on Oscar. Uh, the only, and the guy who directed Go uh, is uh, the director of this film, and, he, and uh, I, I guess the Born Identity and a couple of other movies. that. Uh, Born to win an Oscar! <laughs> Mongo, what do you got, buddy? If I do date somebody, they're going to leave me or die. Oh, that's Polo's life. Um, here's, uh, Kevin. You're on my fez. Well, Zach, you got licking me and ass and kissing Oscar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach, lick your ass? What? Yeah, Paul, you've turned this into a mockery. I have to go. We're doing the Reggie Watts. Make sure you listen, Polo, 
for what celebrity fucks everything up for us and comes diving through the window. It's very, very bizarre. Um, and we'll also, let's put up the thing for, uh, so people can check out some of the stuff that he does. We'll put that up on 202 Friends. Get a good look of uh, Reggie Watts. That's it for us. We'll send you the Reggie Watts. A mess. See you soon. Peace. The Ron and Fez Show. <laughs> the virus. Serious. XM. Oh. Reggie. Reggie Watts in studio with us. Thank you, guys. Um, <laughs> And we just had one of those weird kind of rock and roll moments where as Reggie was coming in, we uh, Tom Jones was here, and the two of them uh, got together. And you were talking to Reggie about, I mean, Reggie was uh, bringing up to Tom Jones about Janis Joplin. And there was a certain point where we were all standing there, I'm like, yeah, the acid kicked in. This is, <laughs> it was like one of those weird things. Um, but that was a very cool experience, and he was digging you in a big way. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, it's it's just incredible to meet someone like that, you know, yeah. because it's just, they're such a part of the consciousness, you know, of life. And, you know. and the weird thing for, uh, like, in your background is your music, as well as your comedy, goes everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the hope that it's, you know, if people like it, they carry it, you know, mm -hmm. carry it on, you know, pass it on type of a thing. But even in the, in the kind of influences that you have in the music that you do, and it seems like, and maybe I'm wrong here, but the comedic influences come from all kinds of crazy places as well. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, growing up, I loved uh, weird European kind of cheesy, strange comedy. Um, uh -huh. And, um, you know, to Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, uh, you know, Victor Borga, um, you know, Charo, um, you know, Gene Wilder was a huge one, mm -hmm. Radner, Carol Burnett. Um, I really like taking comedy from all, you know, British humor, massive, massive right. influence. And even talking with you, I was never sure which was your voice. And the uh, other person that, that reminded me of was Peter Sellers, where you were not oh. just so much doing voices, yeah. but becoming different people throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy uh, it's just weird. So it doesn't <laughs> matter, like, if someone could say a word and suddenly it triggers, you know, a kind uh -huh. of an interpretation or a character I'd like to become. It's almost like I need to do it in a strange way. And some people. Some people think that I'm making fun of them, right. but, I'm, but, I, but I'm not. I'm not yeah. at all. Like, so if I, that happens to all of you guys, because we'll be hanging out probably later. But like, um, if that happens, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just, you've just inspired an idea. That's all. I, I, I still think that it's an insult. No way you can get. It. Oh, this is a great interview. Really, thank you. Well, uh... I love serious radio. <laughs> We were actually talking before about trying to make sure that you guys never laughed once to see if we could get to that point. Because there, there, you know, one of the things that's really different about your style of comedy is that a lot of comedians will build upon whatever they start at the beginning. Mm -hmm. But I noticed with your act that if you're getting a, a, a laugh in one way, you'll completely go in another direction <laughs> with the next bit to kind of make sure that the show doesn't build um yeah you're keeping everybody on their on their toes <laughs> I, yeah i mean yeah i mean i guess i in a weird way this sounds kind of cheesy but yesterday i was thinking about it that it, it's kind of like wrestling in a way mm -hmm. you know it's like you're either like 
you know, in wrestling or any form of grappling, whatever, like, you know, if someone's resisting, 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 sometimes you just go with them, you know, mm-hmm. and then that changes into something else and then you create resistance again. It's like when I'm doing my shows, I really like that feeling of like, like one of my favorite things that I, I like to do is if I do a, a performance, like a song of some sort, and people are clapping for that at the end of the song, and then I'm immediately pretending like they're laughing at the punchline of a joke that I just said. So it's really like confusing. So it's just like it's just like you know, yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, I, I love that. And people are like, yeah, so you know, you shouldn't go fishing, you know, like, and, and like, and, and, and it's just the weirdest. Like they're like, what? What? No, that's not what we were clapping them. But um, uh, but I, I really like that. I, I like. The destabilized it is and it's the exact opposite of winning the audience over i'm not as sure exactly what it is but it's like please stay involved here you're not going to you know you don't get a chance to start looking around and have a drink when you're watching but you'll even go like from a very visual bit you know where you're almost not talking at all into a, a stream of consciousness and yeah, I, I I always like the idea of I mean when I was a kid I think this is kind of where it came from but when I was a kid I used to uh, I had this uh, this winter coat that had you know those, those little waist tie things that had like little pieces of wood and like, elastic <laughs> oh, yeah. and and somehow bench that warmers. was supposed to be yeah, yeah, yeah you like you like warmers. twist them you yeah. know like in the, in and it's like that's the belt but it didn't really <laughs> do anything well they would they, they would dangle there and I would stand on the playground and, and wouldn't move <laughs> and then a friend would come up and um, and they would pull the the little wooden thing, and then I would change channels. Essentially, I would, I would turn on, and I would be doing one thing, and then they pull it again. I'd be like, "Ah, oh, it's not very nice." Like, How come you're always coming over? To-? You know, just I was, I was. That's what I did. That's that's uh, yeah. I was hired. No, I'm, but but that's kind of the same thing. Like when I I think of it as like you know channel surfing or right. or re- just sudden reality shiftings. I, I like I like the idea of. You know, you're having a conversation and suddenly you blink your eyes, you know, you're in this room and then you blink your eyes and suddenly you're in a dining room. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that feeling of sudden trans, transportive, um, ideas that kind of, that I don't know. I, that's fascinating to me. If you can get enough energy, it's almost like a, this is my last analogy, I swear. <laughs> um, um, sorry, last analogy. Um, no, but, uh, it, it's also, it's 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 also similar to like um I don't know to cucumbers. No, I, 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 I no, it's not. I mean, I, I guess the thing is, what I'm trying to say, and this really matters, um, is that I, I look at it as like it's an opportunity. It's like it's like magic, like illusion. It's like oh, look over, look over here, look over here, look over here, and all of a sudden, ah, oh, dove. You know, like I like that idea of creating an illusion essentially, and the the illusion is is unstable. So like so when people think it's stabilized, it's not what it is, and and because um, I enjoy that. It's not necessarily me trying to purposefully be confusing in a way that like gets me off, like you know, in kind of a negative way. It's a, it, it's I enjoy that, right? And so therefore, I think the audience would like that too, because I'm the entertainment I like. I like to be disoriented when. I'm well, the weird thing is, like, if you go back far enough, like with vaudeville, there would be like magic and dance and visual and music and all, and then comedy, but you're doing all this stuff by yourself. It's almost like. It's a variety show with one person. 
in it, yeah. uh, and no MC whatsoever. So you're not. <laughs> That's beautiful. I like that. He doesn't spend any time going. All right, here's the next bit. He just you just go to it yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about you as a kid saying that you would do all these things, yeah. and today they would put you on some kind of drug. I mean, it would be like, that's the exact thing that they worry about in a kid. Yeah, you, you know, that's weird. That's a that's actually a huge point um, because, yeah, they would never think of doing that. You mm -hmm. know, they would think of having you maybe see a counselor if it was something that was like, you know, if you were hurting other people or right. if you were like so incredibly distracted in the classroom. But I had the ability to focus, but I was always kind of a clown and I and I was waiting for the opportunity to tell a joke in mm -hmm. the classroom, you know, which is a lot, like, you know, a little bit different thing. Going, blah, blah, it's like, hey, you try this, blah, 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 <laughs> like, no, 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 you really don't understand me, do you? Please go down the hall. But, <laughs> but, uh, but I, but I liked, I liked being liked by my teachers, mm -hmm. and some teachers rubbed me the wrong way, and so I would end up being kind of in confrontational, and I would go to, you know, in school suspension a lot for that. But like, but teachers that I really respected, I, you know, I liked having you know, meaningful conversations with. And I think that that's an important thing. That is weird. I mean, think about like how many kids probably have an ability that, sure. that is are misdiagnosed. So they end up going on these drugs and it ends up changing their brain chemistry. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you might survive through that, but maybe not. But really, what else are you bes besides your brain chemistry? Yes. I mean, that is your personality. And they just go, okay, we're going to change that. Yeah. Uh, almost like you're another person. But yeah. in the same way of people that are are breaking through and I think what you're doing with with comedy and music and stuff is a breakthrough because we can't even quite explain it yet that's mm. one of the cool things about it so in the same way that let's say an agent would have told you 10 years ago no what you're trying to do doesn't work <laughs> you know you need to follow this path or follow that path not go off on your own but maybe there's other kids that were keeping uh, from doing that by these drugs yeah and not even people, not just talking about comedy, but maybe physics. Who knows? Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, you know, the thing is, like, the thing that we have to remember is that not everybody learns the same way. Right. You know, it's like that's just. I mean, we kind of know that, but we still kind of go, well, here's the template. You know, right? Like, retain information. If you can retain <laughs> it and say it back, then you're a smart person. It's like that's no, that's just kind of an OCD person. That's someone who has the ability to kind of keep things and file them properly. Right. You know what I mean? And and that's a great skill, but. Some people are very random, and they see the they they reflect off the world in a chaotic way, and that's an important aspect of the well, of human mind. You know, if I look back on my education, every question I ever answered probably now could have been taken care of with seconds with just Google and Wikipedia. <laughs> I mean, you True. why are you memorizing anything mm -hmm. when you're carrying your phone around? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, one of my favorite things, uh, Einstein, I'm paraphrasing, but Einstein basically, like, so he was asked a question, he's like, why, why don't you... Uh, why are what do you say yeah so basically why why don't you like to retain information you seem to not have a uh, the ability to retain information. It's like, mm. it's like, why would I hold on to all of those facts and figures? That's what books are for. Right. And I, I like that idea. He basically kept his brain open and clear to create ideas, to think about things. And then if he needed information, he would refer to books or now we have the internet. And I right. think that that kind of makes sense without obviously being like having no retention at all. But, but I like the idea of keeping your mind open um, to formulate ideas in a dream. You know, I like that. Well, when you're doing that on stage and you're improv um, 
is there part of you watching the audience? Are you saying, are they coming along with me on this or do I have to do more? Or do you just kind of leave it up to them whether or not they can follow you? Uh, I think audience perception wise, I'm thinking, I'm kind of putting myself in the audience mm -hmm. in a way. And I'm like, is this, is this funny? Right. Like, 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 like while I'm doing things, I'll be like, if I'm having a good time mm -hmm. and it's not like I'm like actively like going into the audience in an imaginary way and sitting there and going, oh, that's pretty good. Maybe, you know, maybe you ought to, maybe you ought to go over to the left a little bit more and address that side. They seem to, you know, but, um, it's, it's more like a feeling, you know, right. like a feeling like I knowing that, oh, okay, what's happening is marginally interesting. So keep doing that and maybe it'll get more than marginal. Which means there has to be, you know, the one person who's improving. And then the other person who's judging. True. You're, you're almost in two separate places. Well, that's 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 a great way of looking at it. That's the way I think. I think that everybody does that on some level or another. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, I think that for me, I, I look at, I describe it as buffer memory. We don't really have that so much anymore because <laughs> now it's all digital. You know, but, but back in the day when we had portable CD players and they would skip, you know, they had. 40 seconds buffer memory so that it already knew the song 40 seconds uh, 40 seconds so if it got bumped and the laser went off went off track it would just refer to the memory that was already stored until the laser refound the track again and then keep playing and so I think of improv in that way because I'm on stage and I'm essentially creating a buffer um, right. and, and if I'm feeling really good I have a huge buffer I can actually have time to formulate a feeling that I'd like to come next whilst I'm performing in real time. So essentially I'm a few milliseconds ahead of what you're receiving on stage. So, and, but in a way thought is kind of like that too in a conversation, you're already thinking about, you're like, oh yeah, really? That's, and the next idea is queued up, you know, and you're like, oh cool, it's really cool. Yeah, did you ever know, you know, it's, 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 that, it's that same thing. We all do it. It sounds like, whoa, that's amazing. How do you do, you know, but, but, but we all do it. But I think the real thing about that becomes trust, that you are going to trust as you go out there, the buffer will be working on the next thing, and the buffer saying, well, why I'm doing this, he's gonna be able to drag this along too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and what the, the one voice that could ruin that is the holy fuck, what am I doing? None of this is going to come together. I'll just shit myself, voice. I, 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 had, I, I, had that, I had that last night. Last night, <clears throat> last night at, uh, at Whiplash at UCB Theater, it was Jim Gaffigan, um, it was at Louis C.K. Um, uh, well, just those two enough. But like, but the, it was essentially a lineup of heavyweights, and I was watching them, going, "Wow, this is an amazing show." It was a free show, totally packed. No one paid anything. They're just sitting down, and they didn't even necessarily know they were getting this monster lineup. <laughs> I mean, of incredibly recognizable, you know, people have been around a long time. And so when I got up on stage, I was like a little bit stoned. So, <laughs> so like, um, but I didn't know how stoned I was until I got on stage. <laughs> and and usually I have to set up my gear, which right. ends up becoming part of the thing. But sometimes I get tired of that. Like I'm like, why don't I just show up early and set it up and know it works? But anyways, that didn't happen. But so I'm setting it up, and I'm like trying to do a bit with setting up and trying to say things on the microphone, and it was just like sparse emptiness. People just going, "What are we?" 
doing here? Uh, we, the show's over. We should just go. I don't know why. Is he rehearsing? We should go. He's rehearsing right now. We should definitely go. But, but uh, you know, but then it slowly, like, I got back on track. It was nice. Mm-hmm. But those feelings are really scary because I'm reminded that um, it's not, it's a good thing because it's not a foolproof thing. Right. You know, it doesn't matter, like, if you're the best audience in the world and I'm feeling really good, sometimes you get on stage and you're not connecting. Right. And it just, it just happens. And that is, you know, they get back to the thing of that's people's biggest fear of yes. why people don't speak in public. And then, but I don't think they really know how performers share that same exact fear and it feels just as bad. Oh, um, yeah. And you could be doing this for a long time. Uh, shit the bed and still go home and go, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Especially in comedy. Especially yeah. in comedy. Because if you've been doing it a long time and it happens, you're like, maybe I don't have it. Right. Maybe I lost it. I don't got it. You know, yeah. like, there's that. So it doesn't matter if you're, like, just beginning, in the middle, right. on the rise, or you've been on a long time. You'll always have that fear. And that fear is a kind of a form of energy. Like, that's what I rely on. Like, the danger mm-hmm. of failing is, um, is kind of the energy I, I run off of. Well, and, and spe- you know, I think the great phrase is maybe I've lost it because you don't exactly 100% know what it is. Whatever that creative force that brings you stuff that kill, you kind of have a feeling I'll get to this place, but you're still kind of depending on something that is tough to explain or yeah. even take credit for. Yeah, I, I think that that last thing is, is the point because I always describe to people, I say, well... It's not, I never claim to 100% own an idea that mm-hmm. I'm doing on stage. Like, I think that that's, for me, it doesn't feel right. And for me, it's like this, uh, and it's not like, I'll give it up to Jesus and God and all that. <laughs> like, you know, like, pe- people do that. That's yeah. fine. Um, that's one of its names. No, right. but, uh, but, but, uh, it's not it but necessarily. But, 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 but like for me, I, I think of it as like, I'm an antenna to a certain degree. And I kind of, the cleaner I keep my antenna, which is just keeping that mind space clear and open and being playful throughout the day and just kind of like, you know, staying in that. I, ideas are just floating out there. And then I notice stuff throughout the day and I, I can't stop but see things and go, oh, isn't that cool the way that line goes into this and the shape of it? Oh, that's really cool. You know, or do you see the way that policeman stepped out of the way when that guy, you know, like right. things like that are happening all through the day. So that's kind of floating around. And then there's the audience and then there's the, the club and the lights and all that stuff. And I just kind of start receiving stuff and putting out things that I've noticed before and but then going into things that are kind of random and and what ends up happening is this 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 kind of a feedback loop where I call it a feedback spiral in a way it's like you're acquiring information from the audience and from everything else but I'm shaping it and trying stuff out sure like 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 surfing not to be you know um, trite but like like surfing is very much like that it's like no one claims to like I'm the best surfer in the world it's like no every surfer knows that they're kind of on the line and when a big wave hits and they've caught the wave first of all they were listening and they knew when this they felt when the swell was happening and then they get out there and they're paddling and then they catch the wave and then when they're in the when they're in that process of negotiating the force massive force of nature they kind of get into the zen spot and then they then they pull out of it or they wreck you know but like that's kind of the same thing for me as a performer all performers are essentially that uh 
I, and you and I had never met before today, but I've used both those metaphors before we're trying to explain to people. And That's I always think one. the antenna thing, which is amazing to me, is I do kind of think to people, you know, it depends on you what kind of antenna you want to have. Do you want to have one for music or comedy or architecture, whatever it happens to be? That part of it, I've always believed that you can work on. Yes. But whatever that creative force is, you know, you're going to be there. That's uh, it. Uh, and surfing is a great metaphor. Sometimes you paddle out there. There's no wave at all. You could be a fantastic <laughs> surfer. <laughs> you know, you could be in Hawaii, and suddenly that some kid in Jersey is catching way better waves than you. Yeah, that's right. You, that's right. You, you got nothing to the, do with that part of it. That's right, yeah. Um, it is, and by the way, this will be a really great show for stoners, because... Yeah, man. Waves are like, uh, you know, you know how physics, it's waves and particles, you know what I mean? It's like the board is a particle, but the wave is like, I guess a wave. No, I don't know. That's perfect. That's, that's, that payoff came in, then the wave would be a wave. I guess it would be a wave. Let's just say it's a wave. You want, you want to say that? Uh, you know, watching some of your comedy, too, which uh, some of it, it reminds me of Carlin, the way he would do wordplay and all. Mm -hmm. But what I love about some of the pieces I've seen you do, instead of just uh, laughing at words, it's almost communication itself that you're holding the mirror up to. The fact mm -hmm. that we go through any of these things that we do and use words. Um, and uh, in your last uh, DVD where you kind of took down, I'd say, about 40 years of observational comedy with the <laughs> men's and women's bit. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which guys all over the country are doing some variation yes. of that bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's like, you know, people, I guess, call it anti-comedy. You mm -hmm. know, I've heard it called that before. And sometimes you'll see a, a comedian as a segue just go, aren't guys weird and blah, blah, blah. But... Um, I, I like I like to I like to go m further with it. I like mm. to really embody it. But like I'm the th you know the whole th the whole thing is like aren't men different? And then of course I just choose something that's that's the most mundane thing that any any human being would do anywhere. And then like you know how women sit in chairs and think, think about things. You know it's like like they're crazy. Women are so crazy. You know. I, I love that because it's like it's like that's been done before, right? You know, like like I mean, it's different. I mean, some comedians are talking about their life experience or something that happened. Like that's fine, it's honest, you know, mm -hmm. and it's funny. If funny's funny's funny, if people are laughing, they're laughing. But like, it it sucks when you're like with comedians and you're you go to like a club and you're like, what is that guy doing? <laughs> doesn't doesn't he know or what or what's she doing? Doesn't she know that like that was that's a thing and you know and i'm not saying that everyone has to like try things on and you know and mimicry and things of that nature are part of the learning process but there's also something you kind of there's you know in comedy i guess the most important sacred thing is the point of view mm -hmm. you know they call they talk about point of view a lot and that's essentially seeing the world in a way that's that's unique to yourself or honest to yourself and i think that um i, I never want to discourage somebody but there's definitely when someone gets on stage you know that they have something mm -hmm. even if it's like hacky they have a couple micro bits of something that's really brilliant and you know that that person's going to evolve you just you feel it you know but but and that i love i love that someone could be talking about the most plainest hackiest kind of stuff and but i know that they're going to be great you know just because there's one single original thought in yeah. there yeah um yeah i will uh, that is always i think the thrill to 
to see, you know, something that you're thinking, yeah, that's never come up before, particularly yeah. in, a, in a piece like that you were doing to go back to the, the men and women bit is to make you now see it in a totally different way before <laughs> you did. Like, and, and, and almost as I was watching you do that bit, I'm going like, who gives a shit that men and women are different? How, what could be more obvious <laughs> that, <laughs> that men and women have different qualities? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like there are people, men are wa watching it, like, and women are just like, mm -hmm. really? We thought we all humanoids. Like, I, uh, me no, no. Different yeah. parts, yes. Um, <laughs> You have long hair. You look pretty. <laughs> this changes everything. Breaking news. Men are different than women. Even more than structurally. What? But maybe it gets back to as many times you talk about it, people will f wake up the following day and forget completely and just go back to where That's they right. were before. That's right. I know. Um, yeah. I mean, my favorite thing about comedy is that I, you know, I really believe good comedians are philosophers, you know, mm -hmm. and that feels a fairly obvious statement, but like, you know, George Carlin, especially when I would watch him, I was like, that's philosophy in action, you know, it's like, it's, I, I, humor is one of the best ways to, uh, in, in, enlighten in a way, you know, for both sides. It's like not like the comedian holds all the power, but it's like they're making the uh, these observations in a way that causes people to, you know, realize, oh wow, but really realize more than someone just kind of factually displaying information. Did you know that cholesterol can be good in some <laughs> circumstances? You know, it's just like, you know, cholesterol is like you know, it's like when people, you know, like what up with cholesterol coming in? Yeah, but like, but but people. Respond. This guy's informative. <laughs> he like, really what? No way. No, that's funny. That'll stick. That'll stick. Because it brings me That'll humor. Stick. Yeah. <laughs> That'll stick. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that humor has a way of getting getting right. to a, a more a joyful place. Yeah. I think that joy is kind of that's the best form of intellect. I've never heard it described that before, but that's really uh it really seems dead on. And it actually takes me back to that point where you're saying you're bringing in some kind of energy from the audience as well. And like it's maybe that crowd you would do a different show for than a crowd of completely different people. And like, I mean, just the fact that so many comics go out and do the same material night after night, they miss that moment that you, that you get to have. Yeah, I mean, my favorite comedians always riff with the audience. Uh -huh. You know, oftentimes, like one of my favorite um, young comedians that I think will make quite a mark, his name's Rory Scovel. Um, he will riff for, you know, if he, let's say he has a 45 minute set, he'll riff sometimes 20, 25, even 30 minutes before mm. getting to his material. And then just end with material. And then end with material. Or sometimes just like say a few things in the middle and then riff again until mm -hmm. riff out, you know? Like um, taking the opportunity, even Daniel Kitson, who was one of the guys last night, brilliant, brilliant British comedian, um, you know, he'll be, he has this list of things to do. And oftentimes he says a joke and then someone will cough and then he'll divert from the joke, like, you know, as an <laughs> aside for about five minutes and then he goes oh right here's the, the rest of the joke okay completes the joke and then like you sir where are you from and then he does like crowd work and then that le leads for another 20 minutes and then he goes back oh yes and here's this joke and 
I love that. I mean, because that way each performance is tailored right. to the, to that moment. I think that that's a sign of someone who cares about their audience. I think right. that that's an important thing. It's like there's people out there, and not only cares, but there's there becomes a trust factor too. Um, especially when when an act moves the way your act does, they you have to trust that these people can follow without people you know explaining to them as they go along. Yeah, I mean that's you know you, you, I, I I I never like to spell things out. I mm -hmm. try to put an idea out there that's obvious enough to me, even if it seems strange, that um, people should get it. And it's weird, even if it's a complex idea, as long as you almost <clears throat> are visualizing it in your mind as a clear thing mm -hmm. to you. People almost receive that. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like you'll you'll think of something like like I was doing this really dumb joke last night that I tried for the first time. But I was like doing, you know, a play on the word by Beyonce, and I was doing I was, I was just going like Beyonce. I don't know, two hours. You know, you might feel a little weird. Beyonce. I don't know, three days from now, you might. You know, whatever. And I kept doing that, and and people were like, "Why are you doing that?" You know? <laughs> You get it, guys. You get it. You know. <laughs> but um, in that case, they overgot it. But but uh, but but that's an example of like right. something that's it's a real stretch. But right. um, but people are you know you don't have to explain it. You don't have to go like, well, you see what I'm doing. You know, like I don't. There's no need for that. But they're also at a certain point that almost reminds me of hypnotism when you get to that point where it's almost like a trance state. Uh, if everybody's on that ride together, that boom, you can get it to them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's like, you know, we all get to a, a great place. We're like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Say, now here's a subtle move. Oh, they're there. They're, okay, let's go really big. Okay, now they're right there, <laughs> there too. Okay, great. Now let's pull out some really interesting stuff finally. I don't know. Mm. Uh, a lot of the, uh, the stuff that you do is with the technology that you have. What exactly are you working with right now? What kind of... Um, I'm running a 360 dual overhead cam. Okay, uh, nice. Uh, um, <laughs> we'll them for pink later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your rig? No, um, no, um, right now, right now, I'm, uh, I'm using uh, my Line 6 DL4 that I always use, which mm -hmm. is like a delay pedal. It has like echo effects, but it also has a looper mode mm -hmm. on it. And then I also use the Electro Harmonics 2880, which is a four track looper, mm -hmm. which is great because it's four tracks, but it's stereo, so I can pan each track either left or right so i can create a mix so if i do drums and bass and whatever i can kind of pan things out to give it a little bit sp of space and depth and then i can also have conversations left and right i like <laughs> usually do like a character in the right side and a character in the left side <laughs> having a conversation so those are the things i run now and now i'm also using um an electro harmonics holy grail which is like a little micro delay or a micro reverb pedal and the reverb enables me to do i don't know it's put myself in different environments which is and nice. all this you learned to do music you were doing it for more or less yeah serious music yes uh and at some point you decided i'll move this over uh, move all the music here comes comedy <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like okay, I'll still be here. Um, <laughs> you're my new friend. No, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> no. 
Just the fact that everything has a personality with it. Everything is alive. Even thoughts have their own personality. I mean, yeah. I mean, and that's that's the thing, you know, because I grew up just kind of being clowny, and um, and I loved comedy and watching TV and movies and imitating things. And really, mimicry was like a big part of of my life, and and still is. M mimicking sounds, you know, uh, machine sounds or people's voices or characters and things like that, accents. Um, or physicalities and um, learning music I was music was most of my life and then in high school I got into competitive dr dr drama mm -hmm. Um, and uh, did competitive drama and uh, but improvised because yeah. I couldn't I couldn't I can't retain <laughs> lines at all if you right. give me a script I'm like okay all right okay yeah okay here's the script let's film it can I see the script one more time? Like, like I, I can't. I just, I, I get so nervous. So, um, but so I improvise a lot of stuff. And then uh, when I went to Seattle, I kind of did music, music, music. I did some sketch comedy, a uh, little bit, mm -hmm. really bad sketch comedy. And then uh, towards the end of it, I was like, yeah. Jesse Jackson just waved to us. It was a very. <laughs> I always I was making that up. Um, yeah. <laughs> now look, Jesse Jackson is doing comedy for us. Jesse Jackson. Uh, that is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, Jesse yeah. Jackson just flapped his wings like an eagle. What? And then flew away in a brown no. suit. Now, this is... We're all familiar with Jesse Jackson. We know he doesn't just start clowning and flapping his no, wings. No, no. Yeah, doing the bird. Well, yeah. Oh, wee, oh, wee. Like <laughs> Why the hell did that just happen? I don't know. How? I don't know. It's almost like, yeah, that's normal. So anyways, what we were talking about, like, wait. Oh, what was beautiful oh, oh, is shit. you were being serious at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And here comes Jesse Jackson. Nothing matters. Look at this. I'm going to fuck with the speaker. I know, totally. So like, consciousness is the real... Jesse, Je come on. <laughs> Stop it, Jesse. Okay, get out of here already. Yeah. Uh, wow, that was crazy. That was really weird. Okay, that, that's you, good. That was like Martin Luther King's best friend just came and fucked with us while we were doing an interview. I know, totally. It's like, you should have done like a little magic. Like, you know, those like those little glass spheres that people like roll around on their hands and make it look. He's just like, hey guys, check this out. Oh, look at this. A pigeon. I, I kind of had the vibe that he was a little jealous. Like, I'm the guy that gets looked at. <laughs> Not Reggie, it's me. It's like, I just want to remind you who's in charge. Okay, I'm out of here. Have fun trying to have a show. Yeah, right. Okay. Follow smoke, you bastards. Oh. <laughs> um, you brought something with us that you said you could play with a little bit. There's, uh, yeah, I can try to. Yeah. Well, that's always gives me a lot of confidence. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, we'll I, 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 I've got Jackson in the wings if needed, if you can't pull this off. Yeah, I think this will work. Let's see. Uh, yeah, check five. Five. Yeah, it's working. Okay. All right, let's see what happens. No, this is just your iPhone that you. Uh, this is my iPhone. I usually yeah. I I forgot to bring my actual stuff, so this is my virtual Thanks. stuff. Yeah, um, no problem. I was like, hey, you know, I won't need it. <laughs> it's just radio. It's just sound. Um, but it's also visual. Okay, here we go. Check one, two. Let's see if this works. If it doesn't, don't sacrifice me too. Mm. Um, 
Beelzebub. All right, here we go. Ish, ish, ah, ah, okay. Ah, My phone suck. I, uh, I can't do anything like that. I've got the Y phone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> got the wrong phone. <laughs> wrong phone. So uh, that is all improvised for you every because yeah. you just rather go out and play with it like that every time you go out on stage? or Yeah, because I think it's more fun. It's entertaining to me to discover something new. Uh-huh. You know, that way I can kind of be a part of the show. But has there been any point where you're like, wait, that's the one that works. I need to go back and work on that. Like you would have done with a song when you were in the band. Um, yeah, there are there are things that I think the way I look at it is like if something keeps coming back, mm-hmm. then, then that's the thing, you know. Uh, it's like love, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like you make love with somebody and then you let them go, and it's too because it's too greasy and they slip off the cliff. No, uh, <laughs> no, um, no, but uh, no, it's like it's like sometimes a, a certain theme will come back, and then if that starts to happen, then I just keep building on it, and right. then it becomes something. That's what um, you know, fuck shit stack was about. Like that's right. what that it became something over time. And just I just kept holding on to it, and then it just kept building and building. So that's how I look at it. So I kind of like like giving it up, you know, because yeah. a lot of my shows aren't recorded, and some people will be like, "That song was oh, I love that song so much," and uh, and I'm like, uh, you know, well, I don't remember it. And they're like, "Can you do that song?" I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know? And I, I kind of like that, right? An impermanence to it. Uh, that's why Jerry Garcia started letting people tape many, many years ago. Just say, go ahead, you guys get it down. He actually put it on the audience. Yeah. You tape it because yeah. uh, I can't always get there. That's right. Um, 
But the interesting thing is, like, fuck shit stack with that. So many people got introduced that to that from as just like a musical thing. Like to yeah. a lot of people, yeah. hey, this is just another song to download. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I brought up you were here to a, a younger kid, and he go, oh, track eight. I have him as track eight on my on this mixtape, right? Oh, so he awesome. just thinks to himself, oh yeah, I've I've already taken what you've done, right, uh -huh. and put it into this whole other vibe that he wants to do. Oh, that's you know? interesting. Yeah, um, but for him, it's just pure music. It has nothing to do. With the rest of your comedy. Oh, that's 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 cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, he's putting you in the same place that he would would uh, put any other musician. But for you, that song came out, exploded, got really really big, and uh, a little while later, Conan uh, asked you to join that tour. Which uh, there's very few tours I think that get that kind of attention. Uh, you know, the media yeah. attention was intense on that. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean. You know, I think of it as um, that there'll never be a tour like that ever, mm -hmm. ever again. I don't think. Right. Like, and I don't, there never was a tour like that right. before. Like, that style of touring. You know, when you have, like, when a comedian, you know, uh, when a comedian, like, or a comedic performer like uh, Conan uh, decides to put on a tour, that's kind of interesting. People are like, what's that going to be like? What's mm -hmm. he going to do? You know, uh, that's interesting. But then ends up playing a lot of music in it yeah and then you know gets an opening act like myself <laughs> but then like tours like he's fleetwood mac <laughs> you know what i mean like tour buses and jetting to like he's, yeah. he's like uh, he's on the a team so he jets ahead and it's like well i mean all we get is this really nice tour bus no no but like 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 everybody was treated so well right like so well the nicest Everything like he really treated everybody well, and they toured like like a badass rock band would. Uh, and of course, you know Conan would have probably have never done that tour if everything didn't happen. He would probably rather not done that tour. But the fact that it did come together, all of a sudden these great guest stars coming from every different way. Uh, every show that you would read about, some crazy guest star would show up. Yeah, it was great. I mean, you know, essentially it's. You know, you can read the names and you can go, wow, that's incredible that, you know, so-and-so is on there and so forth. But it really being around him, it's just like, it's just his friends. It's like if you had a, a show and like you just didn't, were inviting your friends over, you're like, oh, these are my friends. Yeah. You know? So they're on the show because they're my friends and I like them. Um, <laughs> and that's what he did. And that's the, that's the feeling you got. You right. know, like there'd well, be all these crazy people hanging around and like, wow. But well, he's just like, hey, what's up? Do you me know? a favor. Ask him if Tom Jones and Jesse Jackson was there. <laughs> because... I yeah. fucking roll too, all right, Reggie. Get that through your head. I'll bring on the weirdness. Yeah, the answer is no. He came nowhere near that. Nowhere near that. Just <laughs> Conan, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Jackson flapping his wings, just running through. Um, but I thought I thought it was so interesting, and just to show you where uh, that Conan is a little different, mm -hmm. that he asked you. To come out, and had you met him before uh, the tour or anything? Or well, I was doing. I met him like I grazed by him at Radio City Music Hall maybe three years ago. Mm -hmm. I was doing the voice of uh, Sarah Silverman's ass. I um, I did not know that was you, but I remember uh, that. That is, yeah, that was yeah. me. However, the same ass sings as well. Uh -huh. But I didn't do the singing part. Oh, I didn't know that. 
uh, Smigel did it. I think. Uh, yeah, he did. He did the singing. So he was like, "You sing, or I'll sing, and you do the voice." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "That's that's cool." Yeah, I'm I'm down. That's so strange, but yeah, okay, that's fine. But um, I was glad I did it, you know. But I got grazed by him. Then I was like, "Wow, he's a very tall guy." And then um, when the tour came about, it literally was like. I had you hear Conan O'Brien's going to go on a tour? I'm like, wow, that's interesting. Wonder what that's going to be like. <laughs> and then, like four or five days later, my manager calls Olivia. She's like, yeah. So um, Conan called, and um, and they are interested in having you, perhaps. And I was like, right. well, that's interesting. And then the next day, they definitely want you on the tour. And I'm like, what? Uh, uh, and I'm like, Louis, should I do it? I was working with Louis at the time, Louis C.K. And, and I was like, Louis, should I do it? And he's like, I don't know, man. I mean, if you have an Australian tour booked, I mean, you know, you should maybe think about doing that because, you know, that's that's your bread and butter. And I was like, that's true. That's a good point. And then I talked to everybody else. They're just like, are you crazy? <laughs> Do that tour, man. And I'm like, okay, all right. Uh, but um, but uh, it was just, it was so fast. But it was it was uh, it was Todd Levin, who was one of his writers, right. um, who when Conan they were thinking about who would you want for an opener and he's like oh I'd love someone musical but comedic but different from what I do and Todd was like yeah what about Reggie and, and then um, Andre Duboucher who's another one of his writers also recommended me and then um, uh, Bart Coleman uh uh also was involved in that or sorry JP Buck and um and so so JP was like yeah man uh you you know he would be a good guy and then I got and so that's how I found out about it so it took me about a week to figure out how it even went down but it was friends of friends and then after all these years of you know you kind of doing your solo thing there you are in these big buses traveling around with this big crew uh, kind of feels like the almost famous kid suddenly now is you know part of this bigger than him thing yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Almost Famous, because when we were on the bu the bus, I downloaded um, Tiny Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, I was like, guys, we got to do this. We got to do this. And, like, and then I just like cranked that song. And, and I was like, no, you guys act like you're sad and stuff and hang around the, the bus. And, 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 Ballerina, you got to see her. Grabbing down the bird. And, you know, and everyone starts singing it together. And I was like, like, yes <laughs> yes you know we're going down the road anyways no but um poof you are home yeah i know i know it's like here you are man it's all happening it's like yeah it, it is literally so having that experience with suddenly these big giant places and media focus everywhere when that tour ended uh that had to be again to come off a tour like that had to be a, another shot of like culture shock well, it was like, it's weird because, you know, I've been, I'd, I've done tours before, mm -hmm. not on that level, but I used to sing with a band called Soul Live and, uh, for like a year and a half and they toured on a tour bus. So it's kind of, I mean, I kind of knew what that was. And then, you know, and then we opened for the Rolling Stones a couple of times and that was crazy. Um, but I didn't have the consistency of two months of touring. Right. And so, you know, what ended up happening is that I got, I got close to the, the the production you know the, the tour production and the road crew the um uh everybody in conan's camp um 
just good people and we were having such a good time together and you know towards the end conan you know he threw a dinner for us like kind of like a last dinner type of thing and you know and he said this really touching thing as he is oft to do um and i was like this guy is you know amazing and then so and then when i did fuck shit stack for the very <laughs> last time um the the crew had painted on boxes fuck shit and stack on different <laughs> boxes on a bunch of them and they hid it from me for the last three shows I, I didn't see it so when I was doing that song all of a sudden the crew started coming out and stacking cardboard boxes that said fuck and shit and stack on them and, and dancing around to the song and uh, and I was like this is the best thing ever I mean like they were the coolest crew. I mean, they they set up my gear. They didn't have to set up my gear up, you know. They started putting my the video feed of me on the side um, display screens, which they didn't have to do. A lot of stuff happened, you know. It was like it was great. What a great connection, you know, to, to have with those people. But it was kind of sad. But at the same time, I had a feeling I might see them again, you know, like in some way. Fired from TBS and yes. uh, whole gang gets back together. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we're taking another tour, guys. Like, <laughs> somehow piss those people off. Yeah, somehow. You pissed, never know. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, when you go back to your musical career, like you said, opening for the Stones, which would be, you know, for most people, a gigantic, you know, career highlight, no matter where else they went to it. Yeah. But you were close enough a couple of times that you might have never ended up with your comedy career, right? I mean, there were points where it felt like serious musician. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was weird. I mean, essentially what happened is, you know, in the 90s I had this band Mocktube and I'd played in millions of other bands and I was I lived in Seattle in the 90s and um, you know, a big fan of Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. Um, Pearl Jam, not so much, and, uh, but uh, but uh, but uh, I mean, God bless him. I love him, and Eddie Vedder was really sweet to me backstage, and he's he's awesome. I do appreciate what they've done, but like just rock, you know, raw rock force. I just think Soundgarden is just one of the filthiest rock bands ever. But, um, anyways, uh, yeah, you know, being there, and I, I played in tons and tons of bands, and then I got in this band Mocktube, and it was kind of this weird hybrid of you know strange kinds of music a trip hop and rock and roll and soul and no one knew how to classify us like they never knew because our interests were so varied and we just kind of didn't really focus on making one kind of music and we got kind of successful in the northwest but then the whole music industry did that crazy collapse mm -hmm. thing and uh, you know how <laughs> industry happens like sure. that um and uh and then the offers started dwindling and you know i don't know there was it was just i didn't see how i was going to make a, a sure. career out of it if you weren't at a certain point when the whole record industry went down yeah i mean the stones can continue to tour yeah uh but if you didn't get over at that point the yeah. chances to get through are uh no minimal i mean yeah. minimal and and then i thought about like what i was doing in high school you know where i was yeah. just kind of like screwing around and having a good time and entertaining people in all the ways that I like to entertain people and, and that's when I was like wow it may be cool to get back in comedy and then when I, whenever I'd come out to rehearse or to write music with Soul Live I'd be in town for I'd be in New York for like a month and um, I hook, got hooked up with Eugene Merman and uh, they, him and Bobby Tisdale had a night called Invite Them Up in the East Village amazing amazing comedy nights um, kind of seminal place uh, I started doing comedy there and People were like, hey, man, welcome to family, you know, essentially. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is great. You know, I'm going to move here. And then my my best friend was like, uh, place just opened up my uh, my apartment. And I was like, I'll take the room. And I took the room and 
it just like all fell into place. It was, it was great. But to go back to your musical career, one of the things that you said was rough was not being able to be figured out and classified. Yeah. And your stand-up, you're not being able to be classified either. No one can say, oh, Reggie's just like... I mean, you can start and say, well... You know, take Robin Williams, a little bit of Cheech and Chong, Peter. Mm -hmm. so I don't know where that. Right. You know, at, the, mm -hmm. at the end of it, when you try to tell people what you do, mm -hmm. you end up just getting frustrated and says, "Say, check them out." I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm pissed off that I got lost here. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, essentially the very same things right. that made it impossible to like <laughs> to do anything in music. Um, ended up being exactly you know right for what i do now i mean it's just great it's great for me i was just stoked to like i don't have to change what i do i i, I just get to do what i do and right. people like it and and that's that's a huge you know honor in a way well what about to take her from here i mean i'm sure because visually you've done really hysterical stuff with your videos you know that really you know to go back when you're talking this is just sound but the sound and vision coming together um tv movie anything that you want to do in that area i definitely i mean you know i just did a a pilot for comedy central and mm -hmm. we'll see it's called the reggie watch show and we'll see what happens you know they'll test it you know maybe they'll air it or whatever but um i would love for that show to, <laughs> to happen because it would just be nice to have a place you know, to, to, to engineer ideas yeah. and to like put them out into a larger, you know, audience, you know, that's kind of like the internet, but not old, yeah. school, old school internet. Um, but, um, <laughs> TV, you know, old school internet, just couldn't talk back to it. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I would love that, that opportunity. I also am big, I love movies. I mm -hmm. love movies and I have so many dumb ideas for movies and, and short films and stuff like that. And I, I just kind of want to get to a place where I have enough income coming in that I can try my ideas without having to like, please make my idea, you know, <laughs> or, or you know, please, pretty, please, you know, we'll there's do. other ways to negotiate, Reggie. <laughs> yeah, look, I got a bow on. Don't I look pretty? Don't yeah. I? That's not good. That's not good. Yeah. That's not going to work for you. <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> giving up that power. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. God. Casting couch. Um, but, uh, uh, but you know, I just want to get to a place where at least I, you know, people trust me enough, right. you know, to allow me to to do an idea because, you know, I think that you know people should be cautious, like networks and so forth should be cautious because it you know it's kind of shaky and they have to be careful. But at the same time, like I just want to get past that caution with them so that they can trust that. I'm not. I'm not doing ideas to. Uh, I'm, the ideas that I come up with aren't to alienate audiences. Mm -hmm. They they have that kind of an effect, kind of. But I I I love I love my audiences right. and I love people and I and I and I whatever I'm doing and I think inside of my head, uh, uh, I I want I th I think that inside of myself I'm going. God, people are gonna love this. That's right. that's why I do stuff. I'm like, people are gonna love this. Boy, right. wait till they get a load of this, huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? Who would have thought bologna could be used this way? You know, but it's like, wow, chocolate and bologna. No, mm. I, I do believe that about you. You don't set out to have the audience walk out and be upset, which no. a lot of comics have uh, done. Yeah. Where you're like, this is gonna be great. Make sure you watch me. I'm gonna empty the room in 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, take that as like it's an art form, but it's it's. It's easy to shock and alienate, but to shock and bring people in, mm. uh, 
is is the real miracle that takes place you know to make them change like that that's the cool thing yeah because i mean i mean i i think so i mean i i like that that's what i look for and stuff you know that's why i love um you know well i, I like the state you know michael mm -hmm. showalter and you know, michael Ian black and david wayne i think those guys are such geniuses um at being like really kind of uh, and kind of mean in a way <laughs> but like but you just love them. You just, I, I mean, I do. I, I, I watched that and I'm like, this, you know, Wet Hot American Summer blew my mind, you know? <laughs> and, and it was one of those things like, it's not for everybody, you know, and it became a cult classic. But, um, but it is for everybody, you know, mm. and, and, and that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to present interesting ideas to a large group of people, um, so that maybe, It'll bring joy, but also maybe it might start a conversation. Who knows? You right. know, you well, you were bringing up about you were doing the music for Louis C.K.'s uh, TV show. That show probably wouldn't have been made five, ten years ago. I mean, he's breaking a lot of rules with that. And was that your thing? That just nah, it's fine. It's just a phone made of glass. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Well, why don't you check on it? I no, it's fine. Would uh, hate for you to lose no, your good. act. No, it's fine. No, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Um, why don't we pick it back up again yeah, just to yeah. prove that uh, you can do this uh, more than once. Look. Look. <laughs> just going to show it to everyone. This is a phone. Yeah, guys. Ain't you never seen a phone before, huh? <laughs> Ain't it nice? It's all shiny. It's got metal and stuff. And it's made out of compressed sand. Um, um, here we go. <laughs> um, okay, let's, uh, let's try this. Hello. Hi, how are you? Okay. Okay. Okay, got it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Thank all of you for coming in here today. <laughs> it was a real pleasure, my friend. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Reggie Watts. This has been the Ron and Fez Show.